KISS 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. I think Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. Woo! This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, let me read you this real quick. Hit me. Do you find chores sexy? Chores? Yeah, like if you see your wife doing something. You ever see her doing something around the house oh, yes. where you're like, mm. Yeah, sometimes when she's in the kitchen. Yeah? Yeah. So what they found was that, according to a new poll, 58% of people said that they've been turned on watching their partner do chores. Oh, yeah. 49% said that sharing chores with their partner often leads to sex. Uh-huh, yeah. Sharing chores. Uh-huh. Like you're both down there, like cleaning at the storage room and... Things bump? I guess. You get sweaty. Hang on, let me wash my hands. Uh, <laughs> now, true. 60% of the people said that the sexiest chore to watch their partner do is something that I do not consider to be a chore. Okay. So the sexiest chore, they say. The but sexiest you chore. You consider not to be a chore? Yes. Like, I don't put it in the categories of chores. Like, when you start naming chores around the house. Maury, come in here for like a second. Like cleaning the bathroom. Okay, that's a chore. Vacuuming. That's a chore. Um, doing the dishes? That's a chore. Laundry. That is also a chore. Folding, uh, making the bed. Making the bed. That is a chore. The number one thing on their list as far as the sexiest chore yeah. is cooking. Oh, that's, I don't consider that a chore, is though. It's the sexiest thing my husband does. But it's not a chore. No, I would agree it's not a chore. Yeah. But they have it listed as a chore. They say 60% of people say that the sexiest chore is cooking. 43% said that nothing gets uh, people hotter than seeing their partner clean. So I guess if you're cooking and then my clean. husband cleans the shower in his underwear. <laughs> why? Because he, he's just like spraying all your filth off it? Oh. And he's just like afraid he's going to get wet? Stop talking, dude. Because like, woo! <laughs> yeah? I sometimes clean up my underpants, too. Do you? That gets so hot. Yeah. Right, I guess I so hot, and then there's oh, and you're using you're spraying you're spraying bleach all over the place, oh, I and know. I don't want to like get it on my clothes. And no, stuff. you have to be care you got to be careful with that though, because yeah. if you're like you're in the bathroom, and if there's if you don't have the fan on, yeah, a little ventilation, yeah, and you are spraying stuff, yeah. like if you inhale that stuff too much, it's not good for you. you pass out, yeah, you do. Next, you know, you Roz are on the bathroom floor I or know. in the bathtub, <laughs> passed out, holding a bottle of bleach <laughs> in your underwear. There's so nothing sexy. Yeah. Yeah. more, you shut up. You shut up. That's sexy as hell and you know it. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm going to play you a song. And let me preface this by saying, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Because it's going to get stuck in your head all day today. I like it. I love it. It's a song um, from the Netherlands, actually. Okay. And it's quite popular over there, as somebody tweeted out. And it's called the Flip Flap Mix. The Flip Flap Mix. Yeah. The original song... I guess it's remix, but the original song is called Bjorn Sange. I hope I said that right. <laughs> By Sigurd Barrett from Denmark. Okay. But this is a song that they are saying is um, 
on the same level of like baby shark where it gets stuck in your mind all damn day. Yes. I have questions. Go for it. What was the intended audience for this song? Is it a children's song or is this like some... No, like the general everybody, okay, all ages. It's a pop song, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. Correct. God, man. Where's it from? The Netherlands. The Netherlands. Yeah. It's a lot of weed, man. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I, I don't get now it. That you know it's for everybody. I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't. I think that there's, there's some tastes, like some cultures have tastes in music that is to me is just obscene. Like I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know what they're trying to say. What does flip flop mean? Do we have a translation? No, I tried looking it up, like the meaning of the song, and I couldn't find it at all. But some of the comments on Twitter, uh, somebody said the song uh, was the most hated amongst all parents in Denmark. Oh, okay. So maybe it is a kid's song. Then. Somebody else said, oh my God, I can never let my kids hear it. <laughs> because it's, that's that catchy that it, right. kids would... See, obviously gravitate towards see, it. For me, I'm going to, I'll say this, that I don't do well, like it's not going to get stuck in my head. What's going to get stuck in my head is I need to now determine the meaning behind all the words, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to be singing it because I don't know what they're saying. Oh, so you want to hear it again. Yeah. Okay, what's he saying? Honestly. Honestly, what's he what's he saying? I tried looking up the lyrics too. I can't find it anywhere. You can't, eh? No, not at all. How though? How if, like, this, if this song was so popular? There are, are they like hundreds and right? hundreds of songs called Flip Flop, but that's not how this track is spelled. It's spelled F L I E P. Flap F L A P. Fleep Flap. But when you do a search for the song or for even lyrics, everything shows you the results for flip, F-L-I-P, flip-flap lyrics. Okay, this is, uh, okay, hold on now. There has to be the lyrics somewhere. There has to be. Oh, sorry, did you just say you want to hear it again? Yeah, okay. please, yeah. I, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. I'm obsessed now. Hold on, I'm on it, I'm on it, I'm on it. I'm getting close, guys. The original title yes. translates to children's song. Oh, really? Like the original title the Mocha mentioned, Bjorn's Yonge or whatever it's yeah, called, he said yeah, it translates yeah. to, in the language of Denmark, in children's song. 
Hold okay, on. Hold me, on now. Somebody just texted at 925 and said the lyrics are on uh, iTunes. So let me... We have to look up the Bjorn song. <sighs> okay. Flip, it? flap, flippity flap, flip... Oh. You know when sometimes when you're... Let me just pause for one second. You know when you're on a website yeah. and then all of a sudden the website just starts moving independently because they just keep shoving ads up you? Yeah. Right? That's what's happening right now. <laughs> I'm trying to read the lyrics to Flip Flap uh -huh. and they just keep shoving ads at me. Okay. okay. Flip Flap Flippy Dippy Flap mm -hmm. Flip Disadak Fjorp. Why? Wow, you sound just like it. Flippy yo -e yo -e yo whoop Still Pill Still Pill Wop 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 Flip, flap, flip it. I don't know. Okay. Somebody's got to help me out on this. I don't even know what language this is in. And I'm sure that I can't read it because I don't think that, they, they think that in this version I have, they took out like the umlauts over some of the words and yeah. that just throws me off. Um, yeah, I don't know what the, the translation is though, but oh, I found the well, lyrics. you want to hear it again. And, okay, okay, yes. When did this come out? Is it new? Uh, this version? I only saw this pop up on Twitter yesterday. And if the tune sounds familiar... Yeah, what is it? Right? Because it was bugging me all day yesterday. And then I realized this morning. What is it? This part. This is very familiar. Yes, it is. Very. Right? Yeah. You know why it sounds like that? Why? Because of this. Oh, the ice cream truck. Yeah. The main part right here. Right here. Yeah. See? And then when you do the comparison. Anyways, uh, I, and I can't wait till that goes to court so we have to hear about this for the next five years. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, how was your birthday it's weekend, man? Day. Uh, yeah, it was great, man. What'd you get up to? Anything? What did Exciting? we do? Everybody bought me meat, which was a really weird year. So, because you love meat. Yeah, but like everybody bought me meat. Really? Yeah, it was really crazy. So my brother, on my actual birthday, my brother got me these two sausages. Like these are sausages that I've never seen before. Uh -huh. it, they're like 13 inches long and like, I don't, I don't even like the uh like how tick like they're so tick like it they're like when you put it in your hand uh -huh. it feels like a tool and not a sausage yeah. <laughs> right you know what i mean <laughs> biggest you've ever had yeah yeah huge okay i didn't even know what to do with it i didn't know how to like i didn't <laughs> i didn't know what i was supposed to do like uh -huh. do i just like do the whole thing or do i like cut it and only do half i had no idea i had to write my brother <laughs> you had to ask him for instructions yes i was uh -huh. like i've never dealt with something this big before what do you do and he just said that he'd never dealt with anything that big either so i was on my own <laughs> so Figure it out. okay so he got me sausage and i think bison steaks Ooh, which nice. i haven't which i haven't cooked yet and then you got me Two racks of ribs and what are those things called? Sp oh, spaducci. Spaducci. Yeah. A box of those. Lamb skewers. Yeah. And there's like a hundred of them in that box. Uh-huh. 
I don't know what I'm going to do with those. I got to cook them and then just eat lamb for three days. <laughs> okay. And then, yeah. and then I, and then on Friday, a giant box comes from Dammit Maury and Dammit Matthew. And hey, Maury, come in here for a second. And like, oh, no. Yeah. And I'm like, all my friends got me meat. Like everybody got me meat, but nobody bought me a freezer. Right, because that's really that's really what I need at this point. Okay, well, Christmas so Christmas is just around the so corner. So you, so my brother gives me two sausages that are like so big, <laughs> and then also two giant bison steaks. Yes. Mocha gives me a box of like 150 spaducci. Yeah. And two racks of ribs, and then Maury sends me a box, and in this box is like four chicken breasts. Four steaks, four lamb. Yeah, I bought the meat lover starter kit. Lamb. Oh wow! Like, like That's lamb what it's shanks, and then it's meat delivery. It's and a then, subscription. And then four. I don't have more coming, do I? No, but I keep oh, getting emails okay. every Thank day asking God. why you don't want to sign so, up. So, so like here, I look. I took a picture. You want to see the picture? Yeah. Okay. Of so, all your meat? Yeah. So this was just, this isn't even your meat. Okay. <laughs> I just took a picture of Maury and my brother's meat. <laughs> Shut up, Maury. <laughs> okay. So here, I'll show you right now. Yeah, okay. Don't tell anybody I showed you. But here's a picture of my brother's meat and Maury's meat all stacked up together. Okay. <laughs> look at that. Oh my God! Dude. Right? You can open up your own deli. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm your talking own little restaurant. Yes, thank you. So look at that. My God! Thank you. That is that not the most meat you've ever seen? It really? Is. Right. Uh, so so now I don't know what the hell I'm gonna. I'm, I'm still. How did everybody at, get you meat for your okay, birthday? Look at me like, right you now. You know, we none of us talk to each I other. I know. Look at me right now. I'm days now out from getting this stuff. I'm yeah. still sweating. <laughs> okay, that's the amount of meat that I have put in my body <laughs> since my birthday. <laughs> A thirteen-inch sausage will do that to you, bro. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Why do you love snow so much, Maury? I never knew you love snow. The, the only thing, Maury, that I know about you and snow is that the last time that winter was even discussed on this show was when you had to replace your winter jacket because you deliberately stepped in front of an Uber so he could bump you and then you could launch Don't some sort the of narrative. lawsuit. What? That is the narrative. No, no. A car was turning left and rammed into me and uh -huh. I went flying Ram. over his flying. hood. Yeah. Flying over his no, hood. It nudged your yeah. hip. And you, you tore the elbow of your jacket. And the wrist. And you got a new one. Yes. Right. That's the only, that's your only conversation <laughs> about winter that we've ever had. And I was sent to therapy on my left leg only. No, no, no. no. Okay. Physical therapy. therapy. Yes. Okay. Massages. Okay. Left leg. Tell us. How are you feeling? <laughs> I know. I and just so, love because it sort of, it's like Christmas is here also end of 2020. Let's right. be honest. And you got what you, so when you went to therapy, what did they do? Oh, he only was allowed to massage my left leg. Why? So I was lying there with my, my no pants oh, on. Oh, because of insurance and stuff. Insurance, but he was not allowed to touch the right leg because there was nothing wrong with the you right leg. You can't even pay it like extra? <laughs> I know. That's weird, Or man. like even it out. I said to the guy, I go, don't you want to like even it don't out? Don't you want to? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like, I don't even want to touch this leg right now. <laughs> who, looks at, who looks at a physical therapist who's working on an injured hip and goes, don't you want to just do the other one? <laughs> Like, it's right there. Might as well. Like, you and know, your, your hands are warm. You know, I'm here. You're here. Yeah, like, why? We got a lot of time left on the... I got nothing to do today. What do you have to do today? I can come back later. 
Like, really, they give you, what, like an hour for lunch? What are you going to have? Soup? Doesn't take you an hour. I got another hip here. Um, so, plus, the ending was like, he would just, all of a sudden, he was like, okay, I'm done. Like, there was no, like, song or dance or anything. He didn't give you, like, it's because he's not your husband, Maury. No, like, I mean, were you, like, were you was, expecting, like, that one last deep thing and, yeah. then two, and then two little light pads? Like, just some sort of ending. It was just all like, okay, and we're but done. Then, like, lean down and, okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and kiss it all better. And then you awkwardly have to, like, sit up and put your pants on. Like, I just felt really awkward about okay, it. If, if anybody in this room, Maury, should not feel awkward putting their pants on in front of another man, it's you. <laughs> right? Uh, Why is it so <laughs> awkward for you? And I felt like I had to make conversation. Uh, oh. Yeah, and the conversation was, are you sure you don't want to do the other one? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Cardi B, I don't know if you saw this, but Offset posted a receipt online where Cardi had spent $130,000 on Birkin bags. And then she does a video because people, I, I don't know who it was. She doesn't say specifically who it was, uh -huh. but somebody was online talking about uh, that it's disappointing because when black celebrities, black women specifically, are buying up these Birkin bags, they say that it devalues them. Um, Whoa, yeah. really? So, yeah, so Cardi B does a video, as only Cardi did. B can, yeah. where she fires back at that notion. I seen this tweet that it had me and it had other female rappers on it. It was also saying how we depreciate the value of a Hermes Birkin bag. And I find that really interesting, right? Because I definitely could get a bag. Actually, I got four bags today for the Hermes store. That's one. I don't want to brag, but it's like, don't even try it. And second of all, why is it that y'all asking female rappers if y'all could get a, if they could get a bag from the Hermes store? Y'all don't do these to these white celebrities. What the <laughs> It just makes you want to be brag, like, it just makes you want to brag, like, you know what the f I'm talking to, but no, I'm not even gonna take it there. Another thing is, that they say that did. we depreciate the value. Actually, we add value because in hip hop, when we mention brands in hip hop, they go up. Mm -hmm. You don't gotta break your neck to have a Birkin. A Birkin don't make you. A give a if you have a Birkin or an Aldo purse. My they still won't with you. And a lot of they don't even be wearing labels and they have, they swaggy as f They mix that Fashion Nova with the Zara and the H&M <laughs> amazingly. There's a lot of <laughs> here that be flying swagless. <laughs> Yo, Cardi B speaking facts though. Uh, I love Cardi B so much. So, yeah, so 130 grand is uh, what she walked out of uh, Listen, Hermes with. Do uh, you. Make that money. Spend it on what you want, Cardi B. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So people are super puzzled over the menu at Drake's birthday. Looks super lit. <laughs> Except for one thing. Yeah, okay, and let me explain it because the headline is, I don't even know what to say about the headline. It's like, it's salacious. So Drake's, Drake's fans were like weirded out because his birthday party menu. So let me explain. Now the fact that he had so many people inside of a restaurant, no one was wearing masks. <laughs> well, people are upset at the menu. Okay. Yeah, we're but not, not safety protocols. We I know. are not even going to go down that road because okay. I don't know. 
I guess when you're allowed to do that, right? Like you're just allowed to do that when you're when you're Drake. Okay. Like I I don't know. I guess people just open their doors for you. I guess, I don't know. I don't know. So he threw his birthday party, and then somebody posted the menu, and then people started noticing one part of the menu that was really throwing people off. So it was fried calamari. This is the the mm. for the, on, the the entree. Fried calamari, a sushi mm. platter, mm. Caesar salad, oh, so good. a baby kale salad. Yeah. And then the second course was chicken bolognese. Oh. Steak frites. Yep. Grilled shrimp. Mm-hmm. Grilled cauliflower. I'm here for all of it. And mac and cheese with sun-dried tomato, capers, and raisins and parsley. <laughs> okay. No. Here's what mac and cheese should consist of and yes. only consist of. Yes. Macaroni. Yes. And cheese. Right. Agreed. Nothing else. Agreed. Don't Agreed. put no other fixins. Okay. Agreed. Okay. If you're going to add fixins yes. to mac and cheese, I will accept bacon. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But that's it. Yes. So everybody got grossed out by this. Again, it was mac and cheese with sun-dried tomatoes, capers, raisins, and parsley. Okay. And then I started thinking that maybe that maybe the raisins thing was like something that like, his mom, who's Jewish, would do for him when he was younger, right? Because it's like, no, it's not. I didn't. I don't know. I'm just like trying to come up with things. Maury, you're a Jew. Come in here. Because I remember I had a friend who was who 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 was Jewish, and I used to go to their house, and every time oh, well, they're made, not anymore. No, and every time. Oh, wait, well, you I have don't. another Jewish friend? <laughs> no, no, I, we don't. It's it's a long story. But okay. anyway, I remember, I remember, I remember that you, when you would eat dinner there, they would serve bread that had raisins in it. And then, and then the next morning, I would like, hey, would be like, hey, do you want some toast? And I'd be like, yeah. And he goes, we got raisin bread. And there was just a lot of raisins no, that was in the house. Hala. No, it wasn't. It was a loaf of raisin bread. Uh-huh. Okay. And I just remember there being a lot of raisins in the house. So I immediately thought maybe this is like a Jew thing, right? Uh-huh. Where I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like it's from his kid when he was a kid. Maybe this is what his mama used to make. And this was he just needed it on his menu, right? I'm giving him complete, like, absolute life now, retro it, it forgiveness. Could be what his mom did, but it's not a Jewish thing. It might be a their thing. Okay. So here's what people pointed out though okay on the menu again fried calamari sushi caesar salad baby kale chicken bolognese steak frites grilled shrimp grilled Mm -hmm. cauliflower and mac and cheese everything okay so mac and cheese is on the bottom of the menu and it reads sun-dried tomato capers raisins and parsley right above mac and cheese on the menu is grilled cauliflower Okay. And, and the description for the grilled cauliflower is sun-dried tomatoes capers raisins and parsley so what people are thinking oh. is that the description for the part for the grilled cauliflower was also mistakenly put underneath the mac and like cheese. Like a copy and paste situation? That's right. what I think happened. Because there's the last two things on the menu have the exact same ingredients. One is the grilled cauliflower and the other is the mac and cheese. And it makes way more sense that the grilled cauliflower would have sun-dried tomatoes, capers, okay, raisins, that makes sense. and parsley. Yeah. Okay. But now he may be sitting on a new culinary thing. <laughs> Once again, Drake is a trendsetter. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I like this. What is this? It's uh, Nas made you look. From yeah, I like oh, this. Two, maybe? From when? 2002, maybe? Oh, jeez. Something like that? That's crazy. Yeah, I like this. You want to spit a rhyme? <laughs> yeah, so I want to spit a rhyme. 
<laughs> I've never spat a rhyme. No? No! Uh, no, I've never even attempted to freestyle. Nor, oh. nor am I about to right now. Oh, okay. No. I thought like you were like feeling that beat. I was like, feeling the beat, but I get like when I when I feel the beat, I don't get inspired to sing over it. Or, like I'm not that person. I just like appreciate it for what it is. Oh, okay. But like, and I'm certainly not gonna rap. Like oh. I, I could co- probably come up with some sort of melody uh-huh. and turn it into a real song. Oh God. Maury. <laughs> Maury, mm. you're the, the most oh, offbeat person I've ever right met now. in my entire life. No, you're not even wearing headphones. Yeah. Okay, just clap your hands right now. Like, right off the bat, you, okay. like, are Try off sync okay. completely. Hit the beat, hit the beat. Okay. All right. No. Okay, two clap, two claps. Did Mocha do something to the beat? No, you got two oh. claps in you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. It's not that hard to clap on beat. Okay, babies can do it. <laughs> That's not true. You know what I mean? It's like when I was scared to get my driver's license. And I was like, wait a second. Absolute morons can drive cars. I can drive drive a a car. car. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) No, no, no. You have your license. You cannot drive a car. (laughs) Okay, Maury, try and clap on beat. It's not that difficult. Are we doing it together? Uh, uh, No. No. Because it'll throw Ross off. Yeah, it'll throw me off. Okay. And... No, off. Do you know how difficult it is? Do you know how difficult it is to clap once and have it not be unbeat? Apparently not. No, it's very difficult yeah. to do that. Like, See, I can do something difficult. There, like, I, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. No. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Bro, you have zero rhythm. Okay. No, but the okay. problem is I hear the beat, then I clap. Okay. okay. But it should so be here. beat clap, beat so clap, beat clap. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna clap along. I'm just gonna bob my head. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Don't look at me like that when I say I'm gonna bob my head, Mark. I know. He just like moved up in his chair a little bit. Yeah, put your hands where you can see okay. him. Yeah, yeah, okay, ready? I'm just yeah. gonna bob my head, ready? Yeah. No, no, just wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, come on, man. You okay. can't be, like, not off beat. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Yeah. And... No, no, you're too fast. You're going too fast. He hears that all the time. Wait, but should I be waiting till your nose... Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> like, where, what, like, when my nose passes, what? <laughs> your chin. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one more time. One more time. One more time on your own. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Emily, what's up? It's Roz and Mocha. Oh, hey. What's up with you? So what are you dealing with? So my dad won't get rid of the junk in the garage. <laughs> Uh, You wrote us this, Razamoka Fix My Life, saying that you and your dad took on a project to organize the garage. You say that you're a great pair. However, when it comes to cleaning out junk, you're talking broken, expired, useless junk to make space to organize. He just cannot let anything go. He's had a punching bag in the garage that he hasn't used in 20 years, but he still, (laughs) quote, still needs it to train. He's never boxed. (laughs) He won't throw out an old wood baseball bat that's broken by the way because quote it's an excellent weapon i try to level with him and i can't be patient uh but he's just being ridiculous he always loves the end result um but fights me on the whole way what do i need to do to help override that step so 
You got uh, clutter issues, huh? Oh, buddy. Yeah, especially in the garage. Okay. Does your dad know, like, everything that's in there, like, that, that, that he has in the not. garage? No, at all. None. He had no idea the bat existed until, like, we found it because we were just, like, cleaning everything out mm. and just kind of assessing the space that we had. So if you were to, like, slowly start getting rid of stuff, he would have no idea that it's there, right? Oh, absolutely. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Why does your dad's stuff bother you so much? Because when there's so much clutter, like it leads to overpurchasing, which is not my favorite. And then you can't see what you already own. It looks like a mess. It's unorganized. It's unnecessary. But what if, but what if, but what if he's fine with it? Well, he tells himself that. <laughs> yeah, but I think that this is like a you thing, not a him thing. Well, you could definitely be right. I need to know why you're so bugged out that your dad won't throw out an old punching bag. Why does he need an old punching bag, it's, though? It's none of your business. <laughs> Do you still He's live at 60. home? So? Uh, well, I had to move back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, but that's that's it's not your stuff. I, I just want to know what what is going on in your world where you just like look at your dad's things and you see chaos and you need to throw everything out. Like, why does it bother you so much? Well, he'll put off projects because he'll say like, oh, well, we don't have space for that or tools we need for that. And then we go and we clean out everything and turns out, oh, we have these tools and oh, we can do that. Yeah. Hey, Emily. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say this to you. I am you, you are me, your dad is my parents. Mm -hmm. So I've been through something similar, not to the extent where I'm helping clean up and having to hear an explanation why, you know, Vern would need a punching bag, for example. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, And at, at one point, I just stopped because to your point, Roz, it's not my stuff. Yeah, They're like, comfortable with living with that stuff, knowing that it's there, whether or not they use it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like but, multiple times I've walked through my parents' place and especially in the basement, and, yes. you know, see stuff that they have. And in my mind, I'm like, you don't need 24 frying pans that still have stickers on them from the bay. Right. But at yeah. some point, right? Yeah. Like my mom yeah. will end up using one. And it's difficult when you're when you're sort of walking the line of pat rack to hoarder. You yeah. know, when you start getting into that hoarder territory where things become dangerous, where there's a safety issue, where there's a health issue, where, you know, you really do feel that your father's unwillingness to get rid of things is psychological and that he actually needs to go and talk to somebody. And then you need to bring somebody into that house that will help them see what they're doing to themselves and try and figure out what all this stuff means and why won't they let it go? But if your dad just has a bunch of crap in the garage and an old baseball bat that's broken, but he still thinks it's a great weapon, I don't know what you, I don't know what you do with that. Like, I don't, I don't know what you do with that. It bothers you more than it bothers him, right? I mean, like, it doesn't bother me to the point of, like, ruining my day or anything. But um, it's just, I mean, it's one of his quirks and it's kind of funny. But, I mean, the garage is, like was hazardous um before we worked on one of the sides why don't you do this why instead of instead of going in there okay and starting to demand him that he get rid of things why don't you go in there with a plan and it may take a little bit longer but go in there with a plan and that plan would be to separate everything okay and you're going to separate things that have not been seen let alone used in five years into one pile then in another pile you're going to separate the things that are broken to the point of where they don't actually serve 
the purpose that they were intended anymore. Unless they can be used as a weapon. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then you're going to put a pile together of things that you have doubles of, more than one of. Okay. And then when you look at all of that stuff, the stuff that hasn't been used in more than five years, the stuff that's broken and no longer serves its intended purpose, and then the stuff that you have doubles of, then you can start paring down. But you can't well, just go you can't go in there and look at your dad and say, you're old, you don't need a punching bag, because he's going to be like, you don't know. I may want to one day decide that I want to kick some ass and I got to train. How am I going to train? Right? Like, you can't have those conversations with your dad. Okay? You have to go in with a rational plan. You can't go in saying, Dad, you have too much stuff. I'm going to start throwing all your, your, your stuff away. You can't do that. Well, it's funny you should say that about organizing things and pulling stuff out and um, categorizing it. Because I do that. <laughs> I do all of that. I don't go throw this out. I like try to help him process why it is that it's not necessary or help him think through himself and come to that conclusion. Okay, so show, then give us an example on how you support him in something that he wanted to keep. Well, for instance, there are some kind of like keepsake things that I would like to kind of make a visual. No, 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 no. Um, not you. Not you. Not no, you. No, no, no. no not like you. His him. old hockey stick. Right. Like, but this you know, is all weapon, stuff. Baseball bat. This is all stuff that is sentimental to you, not to him. No, no, it's not my stuff. It's his stuff. But it's stuff that you said that you want to do something with. Yeah, because he wants to keep it. Yeah, it's not stuff that he wants to do something with. Are these projects like brought on by you? Like, are you the one making the suggestion, or is he saying, "Hey, I need your help with this"? Okay, well, yeah, it started with, can you help me level the curbs outside in the driveway? And then it, I kind of went, why not organize the garage while we're at it? Yeah, of course, he doesn't uh, want to organize yeah, the garage, he man. Maybe he just leaves the guy's stuff along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I'll try. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Thank you, guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Uh, World Series last night. L.A. Dodgers win the uh, World Series for the first time since 1988. But the big story is Justin Turner, the Dodgers third baseman, who was pulled from the game by MLB after it was confirmed that he tested positive for COVID-19. And then after the Dodgers won, he shows up back on the field to celebrate with them. He was removed so he could Mm self-isolate, but yet he defied COVID protocols and made his way back out onto the field. He hugged his teammates. He kissed his wife. He sat inches away from club manager Dave Roberts, all without a mask. He did the team photo without a mask. Uh, And then here is a clip from um, Dodgers manager Dave Roberts on uh, what went down in his mind. All I know is that I had I had to take him out of the game in the seventh inning, which was crazy, and he tested positive. And I don't know if it's false positive. I have no idea. He's behind me right now talking to Andrew, and I don't know what the heck they're talking about. Uh, he was in the team picture. I didn't touch him um, just because I just didn't know. Um, but it was really crazy, and it was really disappointing that, obviously, with that, he couldn't be out there to celebrate with us. But, uh, you know, we'll see. No, Dave, I appreciate it. I know you're not a doctor in this situation, but I had to ask the question. Yeah, okay, but who cares what he thinks? Here's my question. Yeah. Once he was pulled from the game, yes. were his teammates all informed? Not that it matters. No. But was I anybody imagine. else informed? Like, hey, because I you'd imagine. be as your, your teammate. Yeah. I'd be like, well, yo, why is this guy getting pulled? Yeah, they, 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 yeah, because I don't. It's not. It's not. It's not. He wasn't arrested. You know what no, I mean? No, no, like, no. They would. They would have told people. Uh, but yeah, when so told selfish, by man. when told by security that he had to leave the field, a person familiar with the matter said that Turner refused, and he continued to share space, uh, not just with players who had already been in close contact with him throughout the game, but with his teammates, spouses, their children, and other family members. 
members who had not been. Now, last night on Twitter, Justin wrote this. Thanks to everyone reaching out. I feel great. No symptoms at all. That's not the point, man. No, you still uh, test a positive. Just bro. experienced every emotion you could possibly imagine. Can't believe I couldn't be out there to celebrate with my guys. So proud of this team and unbelievably happy for the city of L.A. Hashtag World Series champ. So that is the deal mm. with the World Series. I wonder if you can get fined. I don't know. From I don't know. Major League I Baseball. I don't know, but I know that right now there's a lot of people that got to quarantine yeah. starting today. Yeah, the whole team and all their families. Everybody. Everybody, you, you have to. Probably like security guards who were working in the stadium. Like if you had that app, if they had that app, that Tracer app, and you had the oh. knowledge if you came in contact with somebody who may have corona. Everyone's phones would be buzzing like crazy. Just ding, 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 right? ding. What an idiot. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you hear the uh, Justin Bieber like stripped down version of his new song, Lonely? More stripped down than it already is? Yeah. Like, Isn't it already stripped re- down? Pretty much. Everybody knows my name now, but something about it still feels strange. Like sitting in the mirror trying to steady yourself and seeing somebody else. And everything is not the same now. It feels like all the lives have changed. Maybe when I'm older it'll all calm down, but it's killing me now. What if you had Nobody to call Maybe then you know me Now, did he re-record this, or did he just take the vocals off the original track and put the music behind it? No, I think he... He re-recorded it? Re-recorded yeah. it, yeah. Ooh, JP, what you doing? Come on, man. Dropping bombs like that, man. Yeah, young fans out there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know. I the first time I heard the song, I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's all right. But the more and more I hear it, yeah, yeah, I actually really dig it. Listen, we, and we had this conversation, and I'll reiterate what I said the, the first time, which is when I hear the song on its own, when I heard it on SNL, when you play me that clip right now, I think it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Um, when I hear it between everything else that we play during this show. It doesn't yeah. fit in. And yeah. so I and and I thought maybe because it didn't fit in, I translated that into me not liking the song. Right. Because it just sounded out of place. Now I realize it's a beautiful track that I just don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, just enjoy it. But man. I like that. I like that. Like I would sit, I would sit and vibe out with that. Like when I was younger, remember when I was young, I used to get naked in my room, like oh. light a candle and just try and get emotional and stuff uh-huh. like that. Like I would listen to stuff like this. Right? I would totally do that. Like, that song's pretty to me. I had a question, but go on. No, stop it, Maureen. <laughs> My question is, would you feel differently about that song if we weren't in a pandemic? Of course I would. I've always liked beautiful songs like that. Mm-hmm. I like songs that get you in your own head. Like, I like songs that make you, where you just sit and you're like, I wonder if I could cry listening to this right now. You oh, know? guaranteed, I think you could. If you right? listen to that lonely song by Viewer yeah. enough times, yeah. I think you would, like, start thinking about things. That yeah, would make me cry. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I would use it to like, I would try to cry. Like I, for me, if I'm going to sit down and listen to something like that and try and get into my own head and cry, like it's a real fight, right? Like I have to. Like how many like, times do you think you'd have to listen to that song? No, no, it's, it's just under three, just no, under three minutes. I'll tell you right now, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen the first time because it, it's only going to get more difficult the more I hear it. Is there anything more upsetting than trying to cry and you can't? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, sure. There's, on there's there's a yeah, lot of things that are, can, there's a can't. lot of things that are more upsetting. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not good with that. But music does like music does help. Like I I mm. find that if I have to if I if I have to do something where I need to kind of get into my own head or I'm thinking about stuff, 
I will, I'll listen to something and it does help, but I don't get completely inside music where I have that shaky, uncontrollable yeah. love for something. Like, like the, the words have to be super impactful, right? right? Like it can never just be about the artist or a new song or whatever. Like I've never had... some sort of a trigger. It has to be yeah. some sort of trigger. Exactly. With Madonna's Power of Goodbye. It came out of the perfect time when I was breaking up with the only boyfriend I ever had. What do you other mean? Other than my husband. <laughs> <laughs> No, the key is to catch yourself when you say something. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Maury, your hands are not big enough. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Kim Kardashian's getting roasted today. For what now? <laughs> so, Yo, every week, huh? Oh, my God. Okay, so she posted, like, they escaped to an island. Yeah. Okay. For her it birthday, was, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's what she wrote, right? Okay. So she wrote, after two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal for just a brief moment in time. Oh, she did as she did add this. I realized that for most people, most people, this is something that is so far out of reach right now. So in moments like these, I am humbly reminded of how privileged my life is. But everybody took yeah. her after two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine. I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal for just a brief moment of in time. And then everybody like grabbed what she wrote, but yeah. just started adding other pictures to it because her oh, pictures, no. her pictures were her family and everything, yeah, and everything else. A good time. There's like people were like <laughs> they were tweeting out exactly that, and then like to lots of pictures of uh, Tom Hanks from Castaway alone. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite was my, my favorite was after two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal for just a brief period of time and it's a picture of a beach and it's Leonardo DiCaprio with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight women. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the internet there's, remains undefeated. There's a lot of pictures from Lost. Yeah. <laughs> with the plane crash. <laughs> uh, a lot of Gilligan's Island in there. Yeah. I feel like something um, like that lot. would warrant like Game of Thrones kind there's, of pictures. There's a lot of Lord of the Flies. Oh no, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my and then my favorite after oh, two no. weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine, I surprised my inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things that were normal for just a brief moment in time. And it's Luke Skywalker and like six porgs. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Man, anytime Kanye posts something, he just gets roasted in his mentions, huh? Oh, uh, what do you do now? <laughs> uh, nothing. It's just any 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 time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what he posts. It doesn't matter what he posts. Like I just looked at a post where he just simply wrote Halloween coming. And yeah. then it's a it's a coat hanger that just okay. reads that just reads Balenciaga on it. Yeah. Right. So I guess he's working on some sort of costume or outfit. Okay. And the first comment underneath that very sort of generic post, Halloween's coming. Yeah. Is uh somebody uh just decided to leave a screenshot from the Ray J. Kim video. Oh <laughs> no. Oh. Man. Right? You know what I mean? Like 
That's a day ruiner, right? If that's not a day ruiner, yeah. I don't know what is a day ruiner. That would ruin Halloween. Like you're really? A, yeah, you're having a great day. Yeah. Everything's cool. And then, you're running for president. Yeah. And vice president on some ballots. <laughs> you're running for all the things. Uh, he wants to be the leader of the free world. Oh, the poor guy. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't spend a lot of time feeling bad for Kanye, but for stuff like that, I'm like, oof. Especially if it's the first comment. That stings. Yeah, right? it's, it's, yeah, it's the first thing you see, too. It's got 209 likes. Oh, no. <laughs> uh. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So Play-Doh, they say, are introducing a new product line that contains a variety of what Play-Doh calls grown-up scents, including Play-Doh that smells like, quote, overpriced latte, mom, mom jeans, dad sneakers, spa day, Lord of the Lawn, and Grill King. The aromas are meant to evoke everyday things that bring adults joy, like brand new shoes or freshly cut grass. Brand general manager... Lena Vatikath told the Huffington Post that they're also aimed at, quote, anyone who loves a good laugh. Do you want that? Ha ha. Oh, wow. Jeez. You're not into that, huh? I mean, sure. Yeah. Can my kids still play with it? It's Play-Doh. Yeah. It's not like they're making it like, it's not like Play-Doh for adults, meaning that like, it's harder, like, okay. like, or only adult hands could use it. <laughs> like blocks of concrete. Like, yeah, right. Like it's not like that. It's literally just play doh in different just packaging. Different scents. Yeah, in different packaging, yeah, I guess. and they they smell different. Like sure. that's that's all it is. We use play doh all the time in yeah. our house. Yeah, absolutely. I used to love play doh, but yeah. So there you go. So that's the the play doh for adults. Uh, it's not like they give you molds to make like adult themed things or anything, like boobs and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Although, <laughs> just saying, <laughs> that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Here's the latest story on CNN. So, there's <laughs> talk Trump right now. Fake news. Yeah, there's talk right now because CNN's ratings are terrible compared yeah. to Fox. And apparently there's, quote, hot and heavy speculation on Wall Street right now that CNN has interest from Jeff Bezos to buy CNN. The Amazon guy? Which he could do, like, I'm sure with... Pocket change. Pocket change, yeah. right? Um, so CNN has declined to comment, although people at AT&T, who the parent company of CNN, said that they have, quote, not really received any interest from Bezos just yet. <laughs> so whatever that what? means... Just yet. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever that means. Well, but, like uh, maybe Bezos didn't reply I, to, to I, I, their text. Exactly. Like I, AT&T sent a text. Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're, Yo, fam, you still interested? It's, it's, and then they're just like, still see bubbles. Like yeah. he's still writing. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going I don't know what's going on. But, you know, yeah, he may be interested in it. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Uh, so Grey's Anatomy. Do you have a Grey's Anatomy song there? What's our? I keep forgetting what our song is from Grey's Anatomy because there's two, right? There's two that always remind me of Grey's. There's how the, dare you? No, 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 no. Because there's two. I think that you think our Grey's Anatomy song is one song, and I always think it's another song. You always think that it is. Uh, what's that song called? Yeah, what is it? You always think that it's how after to, eleven years. Is it how to together. save a life? Is that the song that you think it is? Is it what you I, think it is? No, I think it's a different song. I think it's the, what's that other track? Is it Chasing Cars? 
Is that no the patrol? one? Yeah. That's the song I always think a Grey's Anatomy song is. I thought I always thought this was our no, song. No, I know. That's why. We have two. But I think that in your head, when you think that we have a Grey's Anatomy song, it's different than the one that I think it is. You know why this song reminds me of Grey so much? Why because is there was that, when they did that musical episode, this was a song that they were all singing when right. they were bringing somebody in who just had like a car accident or something and they were right. saving their life. Right, right, right. Why, why? What's going on with the... Well, with you, can let the, you can let that play. That's great. Oh. Or you can play the other one. Play her other song too. Yeah, this one. Man. Uh, so the deal always was that they had said that Grey's will continue as long as Ellen Pompeo wants to keep playing Meredith Grey. And I don't know whether this is just negotiation tactics or what's going on, but we do know that Shonda Rhimes signed that huge deal with Netflix. Yeah. And as it is right now, Ellen Pompeo is in her last year of her contract. Oh, no. And... She's not resigning? She said this. This is the last year of my contract right now. She goes on to say, we don't know when the show is really ending yet, but the truth is, this year could be it. If we didn't have enough to deal with in 2020. Right? Now, again, this could just be her going public, as she's done before, yeah. rightfully so, to try and get more money. Because people do that, and they do it all the time. Because what are they going to call the show if she's gone? Well, no, there would be no show. There would be no show. So, season 17, which yeah. we're about to go into, could very well be the end of Grace. And this is the season that you had said, or it had been reported, that they were going to be dealing with coronavirus, right? Right, which is ridiculous. I think it's a huge mistake to do. Yeah. Even though it is a medical show, I think they should just carry on like there is no coronavirus. Sure. Because the reality is as soon as you see doctors in that hospital without masks on, it all falls apart. Yeah, it's not real. And you can't shoot people having these emotional conversations with each other, making out. Like, doctors wouldn't be... Ma I mean, doctors don't make out in broom closets anyway, but doctors really wouldn't be making out in broom closets yeah. during a pandemic. So I don't know how they're going to deal with all that stuff. So what's going to happen with this new deal? Like, Shonda Rhimes is just going to have to develop new shows for Netflix? Yeah, so Shonda Rhimes, I think it was like a $100 million deal or something like that yeah. that she signed with uh, with Netflix. So she's, yeah, she's moving everything over to Netflix, her whole empire. Damn. She's going to develop shows for them. So this could be season 17 with Grey's Anatomy could be the end of Grey's. Coronavirus taking down everything we love. F you 2020. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you hear the acoustic version that Shawn Mendes released of his latest song, Wonder? Everybody's doing that, huh? Yeah. Getting ready for the release of uh, the Netflix doc and, of course, the album. I wonder if I'm being real. Do I speak my truth or do I feel to how I feel? I wonder, wouldn't it be nice to live inside a world that isn't black and white? I wonder. Doesn't sound so different like to me. To be my friends, it's really good. He's so good, man. That was crazy. I don't know if he like re-recorded this or if this is the part of the actual track and they just like did a stripped down version. Like they took away it's all the other instruments and just left the piano. These sort of like stripped down versions. I mean, this song is great anyway yeah 
but the stripped down versions only really work when a song has a lot going on in it. Mm -hmm. This is already a stripped down song until you get to that one part where it explodes. Where it's like yeah, orchestra everywhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, that's my favorite part of the song. Yeah, don't take it out. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so you won't get that part. I appreciate the effort. Any acoustic version. Well, people are loving it, man. Oh, it's so good. Somebody Oof. said on uh, on his YouTube channel, if this doesn't get played at my wedding, I am not getting married. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Do you have any interest in Teslas at all or no? Um, sure. You and I have never talked about that. I never, I don't know your opinions on I mean, wanting, I, wanting to move your family over to like an all electric or anything like that. Or I, here's the thing. Whether I know still, that they're good for the environment. Yeah. I don't know enough about them. Right. I would need to, to learn a little bit more to see if it fits into my, I assume it would fit into my lifestyle. Right. Right. I don't really go anywhere. It's really just work home, work home. Yes. My um, my cousin has one in L.A. Yeah. And when I went to visit him, we were going to have dinner, but he wouldn't come pick me up from the hotel because he was worried the battery of the Tesla wouldn't last long. So I had to meet him halfway. Let me tell you something. Your cousin's lying to you. He just I didn't want to go and so. get you. Yeah, yeah, so I had to meet yeah. him halfway. Sorry, sorry to be the one to break the news to you, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Teslas, they have, it's like... They just update your car. It's like an app, right? Where yeah. your car's sitting in your garage, and then you're just like, update my car, and then you get all these cool updates to the car. And one of the updates is there's a feature in the dashboard called Toy Box. And in Toy okay. Box, there's all sorts of like fun things that you can implement into your Tesla. Yeah. And one of the things you can implement into your Tesla is you can turn all of the internal sounds yeah. to farts. Oh, stop it. Okay, so this is a guy going through his car demonstrating how he's changed everything in the car that makes a sound to fart noises. Want to see the only reason why I bought a Tesla? Oh, wow, I need to turn left. Ah. <laughs> well, yes, we have quite a fine selection of some very nice farts. We have not a fart. We have short shorts ripper. We have falcon heavy. We have ludicrous fart. We have Neurostink, and then I'm so random. If you notice, the whoopee cushion can go from seat to seat. This means if I press the back right. Was that a gassy ghost in my back seat? Once again, I'm 27 years old. Thanks, Elon. Okay, and I guess, I guess they're going to also implement, the plan was to do uh, coconut sounds and goat sounds as well. No! Yeah, so I don't know, I mean... People buy Teslas for all sorts of different reasons, but does that sway you at all? If the environmental benefits of a Tesla yes. are not gonna are not gonna put you over the edge, uh -huh. will a fart sound turn signal do it for you? Absolutely. Okay. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. BuzzFeed had a great response to one of their trending topics that I want to share these answers with you. Okay. People share the time that their friend accidentally turned them on. Oh. Okay. God. So you feel free to think about it if you have a story while I read to you what people reply with. I mean, with, okay? I'm sure hundreds of times I've been that friend. Okay. Uh, I was cracking jokes with a co-worker, and when she laughed at something I said, she pushed my chest in that, oh, stop it, kind of way. <laughs> Woo, boy, wow. I damn near melted right then and there. <laughs> Doesn't take much, huh? <laughs> he was driving, and I was riding shotgun. He had to reverse to parallel park and turn his torso towards me, putting his arm around my seat in order to look back. 
he did that so confidently <laughs> and effortlessly that it made me feel a little funny. Wow. As a guy, this one's weird, okay? Yeah. As a guy, I decided to fall asleep on the lap of a close friend who then proceeded to stroke my hair and lightly pull it. It was really hard to fall asleep because I was more worried that I was getting excited from that. Interesting. Like, what kind of a scenario do you have to be in in order know. for that to happen? Like, like, a party on a, or something? like on a bus? I don't know. Uh, a close friend from university pulled on my ponytail firmly enough to get my attention because I didn't hear him call me. Had to catch my breath after that. We're married now. Wow. Hold on here. Are you like that? You're still doing that at university level, pulling I on a girl's ponytail? No. Isn't that so weird? Jeez. Uh, he Wait, alternated. You get a pincher next? <laughs> <laughs> he alternated between languages whilst talking on the phone with his mother and then asked me to pass him his wallet. I knew people could switch it on and off like that, but I've never seen it flow quite as effortlessly. <laughs> uh huh. A group of us went to a firework display and during the usual louder and bigger finale fireworks, she jumped, grabbed my arm tight, and didn't let go. Not sure what happened inside me, but yeah, that did it. <laughs> I always went by an abbreviation of my name, L, and he was the only person to always use my full name, Eloise. Oh. I don't know why, but that always made me weak. <laughs> <laughs> We were sitting on a sofa and I was telling him a story. Then he slowly started to roll up his sleeves while he was watching me like dead in the eyes and listening carefully. Thank God I was sitting. <laughs> uh -huh. Again, this is from BuzzFeed. People share the time that their friend accidentally turned them on. This one girl started tickling me. When I started tickling her back, she started to moan and said she was sensitive there. Wow. <laughs> Uh -huh. He jumped up, grabbed the fire escape ladder, pulled himself up, and climbed all the way to the top. Just, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else wrote it and said that uh, ran her nails along the skin on the inside of my forearm, turned them on. This is so ridiculous, okay? okay? Yeah. We were sitting on her couch watching Thor Ragnarok, and she went to get a pint of Ben and Jerry's out of the freezer. She then sat sideways, half on my lap, and took turns taking a bite and feeding me a bite. Oh, wow. It was oddly intimate, but she made it clear she was convinced if we started to date, we'd end up married, and she wasn't sure she was ready for that. Six months later, we were dating. Six months after that, we were married and coming up on our two-year anniversary. Wow, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, and I've said this before, and that is I think that Catherine, my girlfriend, should be far more turned on than she is with my ability to effortlessly and professionally put together ikea furniture without using the instructions right, <laughs> right? not but it doesn't work nah, i don't care uh he was walking and folding his sleeves at the same time and i was looking at him because it was such a simple thing but damn i couldn't work the entire day wow. i had to call a friend to calm down it's always it's always the little things huh i know it's always the little things okay a girl i have two more a girl i became friends with on a school trip in high school fell asleep on my shoulders on the ride back I'm 28 and I'm still coasting on that memory. Wow, really? There was a girl, there was a girl I went to in high school with. I never even like never thought of anything, right? Never never nothing. And then about halfway through the year, 
she had a problem with her contacts and came into school one day with glasses on. Yeah. New person changed everything. Really? Couldn't, like, I couldn't take my eyes off her. Yeah. You, just you or like, like everybody no, in the school? No, just me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, we didn't sit there and have a group about it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's weird, right? That's what gets you suspended. Um, but no, just for me, yeah. a completely different girl. Like, I was like super low-key turned on. Finally, people share the time that their friend accidentally turned them on. Yeah. Male friend of mine was responding to a question another friend asked, and my eyes met with his. He gave me a quick wink, which was never a thing he did, and it caught me so off guard. I later caught myself giggling and swooning at that move, and I'm a straight guy. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Mitch Marner from the Toronto Maple Leafs has teamed up with Amazon for an initiative in support of the Breakfast Club of Canada and Big Brothers Big Sisters of Canada. And it's really easy to get involved and help because you can do it just like from the comfort of your own home. Go Leafs, go! Go Leafs, go! (laughs) Mitch Marner, welcome back to the Ross and Mocha Show. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. How you doing? Really great. So let's start first with Amazon because when I first heard this, I was like, like, what is Amazon doing and how's Mitch Marner involved in this? So Amazon is doing what? They're going goal is to provide a ton of breakfasts and foods for kids all across this country, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're donating uh, $500,000. They're also donating 120 or 55,000 meals for the next multi or multiple years. So something that they came to me at and they threw all this at me and um, with what I do with my charity, uh, I thought this would be unbelievable and something that uh, I'd love to be with and be behind and try and get out and try and help. But um, you can go and do cash donations. Um, there's a link in my Instagram bio you can go to and click, or you can go to amazon.ca slash delivering smiles, and that's how you donate. And, um, you know, it's something that something I just really thought it would be great to get out there, and I know how important breakfast is for everyone. What do you eat for breakfast? What do I eat for breakfast? Yeah. I guess it kind of depends on the day. Um, I'm not a big egg guy, but I know eggs are very high in protein and um they're healthy for you so i try and eat eggs as much as i can but even though you don't like them you got you feel that you have to eat eggs i couldn't imagine that life yeah i I mean (laughs) i i I try and i try and do eggs a couple times a week but i'd be lying if i said i do it more than probably three or four Uh, i usually try and get some bread toast any kind of wow do you like cover are you like a little kid like you cover them in ketchup and stuff because you hate eggs so much yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, 100%. That's exactly how, that's, that's a great way to put it. I am, I'm like a little kid with that. Um, or I try and make a nice little sandwich out of it with bacon, some ketchup on it. So yeah, I anything to try and hide the taste. Uh, dude, hey, um, how, it's, uh, it broke my heart when we all found out that the, uh, the Winter Classic and All-Star Weekend got canceled. When did you guys find out? You know what? I, I actually found out um, kind of when everyone else did. Um, oh, okay. I didn't really hear about it too much, but um, obviously that's uh, those both events are great for fans and great for us players as well. So, you know, obviously it sucks, but at the same time, I don't think we we as players or the NHL doesn't want to risk anyone getting sick over, you know, those events. It's uh, rather take care of yourself than force those events to happen. It's the Raza Moga Show. Mitch Marner from the Leafs is on with us right now. The way that it's looking right now is that you're gonna we're going to cruise through the holidays and get a little tiny bit of a break, and then you guys are going to be back at it in January, but only you're going to be back at it with um, Joe Thornton and Wayne Simmons. You looking forward to that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, those two guys, from talking to them, seem very fed to be with our team, and that's something that uh, I think is 
pretty cool. I mean, both those guys are kind of around the area. I know Wayne's closer to the area than Joe was, but um, I mean, both guys have a great resume. They've both played on a lot of great teams. Um, so for them to come and pick our team, it means that they have a lot of hope in us. They, they believe in us. So now I guess it's time to really, you know, show them what we are. Have you guys added them to the uh, team group chat yet? <laughs> yeah, I, everyone that we have signed is now in our team group chat. Nice. So, what, do you, um, yeah, what, do you, so. what do you discuss most in the team group chat? Is it nonsense or is it like work stuff? Uh, I would say really anything, I guess. Um, you know, we, I think we're obviously football is going on, so we can't do anything fantasy football-wise. That's already over with, which yeah. uh, something that's usually up and going and, and firing at all cylinders constantly. Um but I guess, you know, if we try and plan dinners to try and meet the new guys, um, trying to get everyone's girlfriends, wives, introduced to the guys on the team right now, wives and girlfriends, I think that's kind of how we all do it. Okay. Um, so you don't send, like, funny gifts dinner. or, like, memes or anything yeah, like that? who sends the most memes? Uh, we don't really do a lot of memes, I guess, in the group chat. Um, okay, who's in, your, who's in your group chat where you do send a lot of memes? Oh, I send a lot of memes. He's like, I, I'm guilty. I mean, probably all my probably all my best friends, like all my friends from around here and uh, that I played hockey with. I mean, I have a group chat with them that uh, I do fancy football with them and do come, you know, just kind of talk to them constantly. And that that one gets fired up a lot with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, with the upcoming season, what are the the discussions as to like where the teams are gonna are gonna play? Is everyone gonna be in their own arena again? Or are we going back to this earlier year where it's uh, two bubbles? Well, I think the goal is to try and, uh, I think, play somewhere for a little bit mm -hmm. and then come home and hang out for a little bit and then go back out. And I'm not really, sh I think I, I'm not really 100% sure, but I think, I think they want fans to be in the arena. I think that's something that's important to them. So I think they're trying to figure out ways how we can do it and try to watch football and some, <laughs> some of these baseball teams, how they're doing it, but... I mean, again, I think it's all about safety of people. Um, I think that's really important to everyone. So I think that's got to be the main thing and go from there. Uh, Mitch Marner from the Toronto Maple Leafs on the Raza Mocha Show, by the way. Before we let you go, and uh, by the way, it's Amazon.ca slash Delivering Smiles. That's where you can get all of this info. Speaking of Amazon, uh, speaking of you and how much money you've made and how famous you are and the connections you have, are you getting the PS5 before everybody else? <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not. But uh, it's something that I will be getting for sure. Uh, I think video games is something I do a lot. I, I kill a lot of my time and just kind of makes me relax again to just talk to my friends from back home and so I will be getting it, but I will not be getting it early, sadly. I wish I was. Yeah, I was going to say, have you tried to get it early? <laughs> I, I, I have not actually really tried, but, um, I mean, I, I got the PS4, so I'm really in no rush to get it. All um, right. Okay. Yo, what's your username? Let me add you. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe off air I'll say it, but not off air. <laughs> 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 Martin, thank you very much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. We definitely appreciate it, bro. And, and again, it's Amazon. Yes, it's Amazon.ca slash Delivering Smiles. Uh, what you guys are doing is really, really yeah, great. And uh, thank you so much, Mitch. Good luck with everything, man. Yes, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Ronnie, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi. What's your problem? Uh, my father-in-law is a miserable old fart. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
Uh, so Ronnie, you wrote it says, Razamoka fix my life. My father-in-law is miserable. How do I accept the fact that he has an issue with my presence being in a room? For example, every time we're in the same room, he just looks unhappy with me being there and doesn't speak. Or when he does, it's just a rude comment. Oh, damn. Is it that your father-in-law doesn't like you or the fact that maybe he's just miserable in general? With everybody. I'm not even too sure. It could be he doesn't like me. It could be that he's just miserable. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because we usually get a lot of good information from this answer. Why sure. would you think your father-in-law doesn't like you? Um, what could it be? What could maybe he have heard? Maybe me and my partner arguing. Oh, so you guys have had arguments while he's in the room or while he's, like, within listening vicinity? Well, we kind of live with them right now. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, so and are, are you and your partner arguing a lot? No, oh. we just have some minor discussions and sometimes I win and sometimes he, he, he loses. How long have you guys been married? Um, we're not married. We're engaged, but we've been together for about five years in February. Okay, cool. And you guys have been living with them for how long now? Three. Three years. That's a oh, long time. That's yeah. a long time. Maybe uh, he's miserable uh, because you guys are still in his house. Okay, so what is your... What are, <laughs> exactly. What does your fiancé do in these situations? Does he think that your dad that his dad doesn't like you? I don't think so. He just believes that his dad is very... He's just a miserable old fart. So so the dad... Is, it, is, it, is this a thing where the dad is just miserable with everybody, but you take it personally because you're new to it? Yes. So you want special treat. So you want special treatment. Then you want to be treated <laughs> like better. If he's not going to change for everybody else, he's not going to change for you. How does no he, offense? Right. How does he treat his own wife? Um, I wouldn't say like in a mean way, but he's very he has a soft side and very loving. It's just um, he's miserable. Yes. Yeah. So don't take yeah. any offense to it. If he's that way with everybody else, it shouldn't be a shock or a surprise that he's that way with you. I would say that two things. One, uh, if there is a problem, this is something that your fiance has got to talk to his dad about. This isn't this isn't something that you got to independently fix. Um, but okay. I, but I will but I will say this, that there is fantastic opportunity for a daughter-in-law to bond over something with the father-in-law. And I don't know what that is. I don't know what common ground you guys have. But I think that if you're going to build any sort of bridge with the dad, I think that it's most likely going to happen independently of everybody else in that house. I think that if you guys are going to bond over something that you have in common or share a laugh about something or, or, or even just inch the relationship forward at all, I think that you're in a position um, where you may be able to do that on your own. You're not going to fix the situation. That's a problem. The confrontational stuff, all that stuff, that's a problem your fiance has got to step in. He can't, he can't sit there and watch his dad be a jerk to his, to his wife like that can't happen he's got to he's got to step up you know in those situations but i'm saying if you do see an opportunity to sort of build an independent bond with the father-in-law i think that it's going to have to happen uh, not in private but i think that it's going to have to be just between the two of you guys hey why don't you guys have like a light-hearted kind of conversation to go through a list of things that each make you miserable right because it might be something quite comedic like hey father-in-law don't you hate it when people you know make a lane change and they don't use their signal and then he'll be like yeah you know what also like grinds my gears that 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 yeah but he may just say <laughs> if you look at him and go uh hey father-in-law uh what makes you miserable his answer may just be ronnie 
<laughs> and right? at that point, Ronnie's moving out. Yeah, exactly. At that point, at that point, you're moving out, right? Like, you know, you yeah. Know? But I, I get, I get what Mocha's saying. I, I, I think that you know, you could, you know, I, 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 there are. You guys are all living in the same house. You can't be walking around on eggshells. Yeah. And if if he's a tough guy and if he's miserable, I'll tell you just from experience. Because women have this thing that they can do that dudes can't. And that is if somebody is sort of like chest thumping and being a grump and being an old fart, women can call them out on it. Yeah. And you're the daughter-in-law and you can make a comment. And I'll tell you, there's a chance he may appreciate it. There's a chance you may make the guy laugh. There's a chance that, you know, sort of you can chip away at that, you know, crusty uh, father-in-law exterior of his. Okay. Does that help, Ronnie? Yes, it does. Or just, or when he's on the couch next time and all the other chairs are super empty, literally walk into the room and sit directly beside him, like hip <laughs> to hip, shoulder to shoulder, and just look at him and go, and just look at him and go, can I sit here? <laughs> Yo, he'd be so okay? pissed. Because at that point, he's either going to laugh, he's going to get up and move himself, or you guys are going to have to have some sort of conversation. <laughs> That's a good one. Try okay. that one today. Try yeah. it today. I would do that. I would do that. I'd walk him right in the room when it's empty, and if he's wherever he's sitting, just walk past every other chair that's empty and sit directly beside him. And don't, like, don't slide in. I mean, like, stand there, turn around, and thump your ass down beside him. Okay. Okay? Maybe don't do that. Okay. I, I just think that'd be funny. <laughs> and then call us back and let us know what he says. <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie. All right, thank you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Hello, hello, it's Raza Mocha. Who's this? Uh, this is Rebecca. How are you? We're doing good. How are you, Rebecca? I'm great. Well, I also wanted to call and tell you guys I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Oh, uh, thank best. you. Yeah, I've been listening since you guys started. Oh, wow. 11 years, really? Yeah. Um, I remember when Kiss 92.5 was uh, Jack in 92.5. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a transferring over phase where there was literally just pop, rap, hip-hop, R&B playing on a continuous loop with no commercials. Mm -hmm. So I was loving that, and then eventually you guys came on, and I was just like, Mom, this is like the station. You cannot listen to anything else. And how old were you then? I was, I think, 14. Yeah. Oh, damn. And what's your life like now? Um, I'm a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm 28. I'm living a good life. So much life has happened to people know, during the the years that we've been doing this show it's it never ceases to amaze me like it really does i'm blown away every single time because to us it's just like we just come in and do the same thing right like it's just yeah. a show like we just yeah. come in and have fun and just do the raza mocha show every day but since we've been doing that since the start it's like kids who were in high school listened are now teachers themselves yeah families mortgage yeah, all that it's stuff. wild to yeah. me uh yeah. what yeah, grade I'm, do you teach i'm kindergarten i work with oh the little my ones god oh, that's a bass so cute yeah how loud does it get in your class it gets pretty loud to be to be honest like yeah. right now because everything with the um, class size restrictions i have 15 but without the class size restrictions, i have 29 yeah. sometimes you can i'm sitting beside my teaching partner and we're talking and we can't even hear each other like we have to be like hands on top and then we tell them like i can't even hear miss so-and-so who's sitting right beside me so lower your voices <laughs> hey Rebecca, when you're um, in your class of all the the kindergarten kids, right? Mm -hmm. What is their favorite song to sing? So, 
right now, because we give them their own individual baskets, and they have their own little manipulatives in it, and they love playing with their individual um, tubs of Play-Doh with the Lego that we've given them. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, yeah, because you can't sing out loud, right? You're not allowed to sing. No. Oh, man. I try to do little songs with them, like when I do calendar with them, I yeah. do days of the week, months of the year. I have a couple cute little songs that they can do individually, so I've kind of taught them that, but we can't really do a lot of singing, and if we do, like, they have to be, like, sitting somewhere a little further apart from they each all, other, They're right? going to go face the wall. Oh, like man. <laughs> you know what, though? Like, they, they're really good with keeping their masks on. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, you know what? Like, considering everything, like, it's, it's really nice to see that even the parents have been on board and they've, like, been drilling it into their kids just day one. So it's good. Yeah, kids get it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Rebecca, can you teach us, or actually me, a Days of the Week song that I could teach my three-year-old? Because that's one of the things that uh, that we're trying to, oh, to get him to it, learn yeah. at home. Like, he knows how to say the days. He just doesn't know the order. Right. Right. Yeah, I have a great song. Um, you know this tune from the Adams Family? Yeah. So you can do it for that. Like, days of the week, days of the week, days of the week, days of the week, days of the week. There's Sunday and there's Monday. There's Tuesday and there's Wednesday. There's Thursday and there's Friday. And then this Saturday, days of the week. Hey, I love that. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to try that today. That's amazing. Honestly, my kids love it. And sometimes... The- Ran out of minutes. I know. <laughs> that teacher's salary. You got to top up your minutes, girl. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> days of the week. <laughs> There you are. Oh, there you are. <laughs> You're back. I know. Oh, I know. I was like, what happened? Oh, we were just making fun of you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, honest, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Sometimes okay. I crack my kids up and I'm like, am I funny? Ha ha. Funny looking. And they're like, funny looking. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Nah, you're the best. Thanks, guys. Thank oh, you. Rebecca, love you lots. Have a great day. I love you guys too. And you guys are amazing. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, number one argument in your house, if you and your wife have the mocha, you and your wife, Jenna, is usually based around what? Number one argument is usually based around what? Something chore related. I okay. Maury, the number one argument around your house is usually around what? Me living. You living. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, a lot of our, a lot of arguments are based around food choices and oh, really? where to order, what you're going to eat, how much you're going to order. Are you going to share it when it gets here? Uh, oh. They say, according to a new study, they say that the average couple gets into three arguments a week over food. What? That's low. Three arguments a week oh. over food. <laughs> That's low. Which works out to 156 arguments about food every year. Um, and that takes up they say each argument takes 17 minutes to resolve. And so that adds up to 44 hours a year arguing about food with your significant other. I argued with Matthew yesterday just on me asking him too early what he wanted for dinner. Oh, really? I went into the office. I knocked on the door, went into the office and yes. at four o'clock because I like starting to cook at four. So it's ready for five. Right. And I said, what are you, 60? <laughs> what, <laughs> you eat dinner at what? So I shouldn't even say 60. What are you, 70? I like to eat dinner at five. At five? 
five. Yes, that's dinner time. Oh my god! So, at four, so you're on his Never side. Never heard of such a thing. Somebody having dinner at five. So at you go four, inside at the office. A couple four. of young gay yeah. guys from Toronto, yeah. as Maury would say, <laughs> eating dinner at five. <laughs> I showed him the options for dinner, and he yelled at me. He's like, "It's four o'clock. What do you? You're hungry all the time." <laughs> <laughs> so is that the last sort of like uh, meal you eat then, or do you eat again afterwards? Oh no, we'll have snacks. Like I, but I, you don't have like another meal after no, that, no, right? No, five no, o'clock is really, meal. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Jeez, I eat dinner. What time do you eat dinner, Mocha? Like we usually dinner. eat around six o'clock. Around six. Yeah. Six. See, I'll usually cook the girls' dinner, um, and sometimes, sometimes when Rox gets home from school, she's famished. But normally, they'll they'll eat around six, and then I usually will have dinner, like my main sort of dinner. Sometime around like eight thirty, sometimes what? nine. Yeah. See, Wait, but at, at that six o'clock time, are you yeah. like sitting down with yeah. them yeah. and you're just snacking? Yeah. And then you eat at eight thirty. Yeah. See, I don't nine. want it to yeah. be that late because I don't want the dinner to be too close to dessert. Oh my oh, god! Jeez, the first world problems, huh? The right? dilemma, dilemma. Like, don't post about it, Mario. Yeah. You're Kardashian, man. Okay. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So another day, another story about uh, movies that are getting pushed. Uh oh. So Ghostbusters Afterlife gets pushed again for the I second time. I forgot about that. Yes, exactly. So wow. initially, Ghostbusters Afterlife was supposed to have opened in July. Yeah. Then it was pushed to March 2021. Now it is set for June 2021. Oh. That sucks. So, yeah, so you got to wait. And uh, to celebrate the 37th anniversary of the original, uh, I guess it was 1984's premiere, which came out on the same day. So I guess so they're going to do it then. Why did they just do that originally? I don't know, man, because they wanted it out this summer. Well, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because they didn't want to wait a year. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So today, uh, the iPhone 12 and 12 Plus go on sale but for Apple, it's another uh, anniversary, Roz. Apple held an event 19 years ago today. And Steve Jobs introduced the world. Well, the room full of people who were there. Mm-hmm. How many years ago? 19. Okay. And the room, it looked just like one of those conference rooms that you have like at a, at a hotel. Yeah. Was this that event? Oh, no, that was a Microsoft event with all the white guys dancing, right? Yeah. No, okay. No, different when, event? They, when they released, it was like Windows 95 yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot about Bill okay. Gates came yeah, out. Yeah. Super lit. <laughs> no, but this was the event okay. that they introduced the world to the iPod 19 yes. years ago today. What is iPod? iPod is an MP3 music player, has CD quality music, and it plays all of the popular open formats of digital music. MP3, MP3 variable bit rate, uh, WAV and AIFF. But the biggest thing about iPod is it holds a thousand songs. Now, this is a quantum leap because it's your, for most people, it's their entire music library. This is huge. How many times have you gone on the road with a CD player and said, oh God, the CD, I didn't bring the CD I wanted to listen to. To have your whole music library with you at all times is a quantum leap in listening to music. I still have my first one. Do you really? Yeah. The brick? Yeah. Yeah. I have the very first iPad. I, uh, iPod. It was the, the, white. It was white. And the wheel moved. Steel the wheel moved. The, back, yeah. the wheel turned. 
right? Like it was actually, it was so weird for Apple because there were so many moving parts on it. Yeah. The buttons clicked, the wheel turned, the screen was tiny and it was like gray and black. Yeah. Like there was no, there was no color on it and it was heavy. The back of it was metal. Like yeah. the whole, fu- the whole thing was, was metal. And I remember that I didn't have enough music to put on it and I just used it as an external drive. Oh, really? I, yeah, I save stuff because yeah. at the time I was using a, a G3 or G4 tower uh-huh. and uh, and you could just plug the iPod into it and then just move files over to it. And yeah. I just, because I ran out of storage space because storage space was so expensive back then. Now, it was crazy. all you need is your phone. Like they still sell the iPod. Yeah. They have them. Um, like the iPod Nano, I believe it is. Yeah. With the touchscreen. It just looks like an iPhone. It's just you yeah. just don't have phone capability on it. You know what the right? crazy thing was though? I used to take my, I used to, I was so scared that somebody was going to steal my iPod Yeah, because no, I, I knew nobody else that had one and I was so scared that somebody was going to do it. So if I had to do anything, it was easier for me to burn a CD by transferring files over from my iPad, my iPod than it was from my hard drive. And so if I had to go somewhere, I would burn a CD based on the playlist that I had made on my iPod and then bring my discman with me. But the whole point of the iPod is to replace <laughs> at the time, replace that CD but player it was that you too had. precious though. <laughs> <laughs> CD players were cheap. A discman at the time, you could go to one of those, you know, active electronics, uh, you know, just up the street and buy a discman for like 30 bucks. Yeah. But the iPod, the iPod was hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy 19th anniversary to, uh, to the iPod. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, hello. Mocha, who are you? I mean, who am I? Ooh, how, I said, how are you? Oh, it's not oh. what you said. Who are you? <laughs> Mocha, who are you? That's a very hey. philosophical question. Hey, Mocha. Yo. Are you ready? Yeah. It's Friday! Oh, I thought you were calling to introduce the news. Yeah, so did I. That's weird. You kind of took the two uh, things and put them together. I like that. It's a mashup. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, uh, you know how he got his own street named after him? I thought you were going to do it again. No, man, no. I was wondering, I, I was thinking of getting your own street name. How's that? Who? He got his own name. Up. Yeah. Wait, so, say that again? You want, what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you your own street name in Scarborough. Oh, my hometown that'd of Scarborough. Be, that'd be hot. Yes. I'm not for that. How would you like that? Are you kidding? I'd love it. How, what, how can you make this happen? What kind of pull do you have? Buddy, I got all the pulls you got. You can pull. I got all the pulls <laughs> you can pull. Okay. I don't know about you, Mocha, but this guy sounds legit. <laughs> Quite the words, sir. <laughs> I got all the pulls you can pull. I can pull it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you want a street name after you? Sure, I'm down for that. Do you prefer avenue or road or lane or, you know, something like that? I think Boulevard's hot. Boulevard? Yeah. So Mocha Boulevard. Mocha BL- BVLD. What about BLT? Oh, dude, enough, <laughs> okay? okay. <laughs> are you calling in to do comedy or are you calling in to have a conversation? <laughs> no, I'm going to get you a street name, I promise. Okay, how? Well, because uh, I got the pull. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> Right, yo, go get me a boulevard or something. <laughs> I promise I'll call you back. Okay, right, good. Buddy, Can't wait. Have a good one. Later, Later. man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello? Hey, Carly, it's Roz and Mocha. 
Hi. How are you? I'm good. Where's uh, Where's your boyfriend Thomas at? Oh, uh, he's still <laughs> sleeping. He's looking right at me. He didn't get something, did he? Yo, Thomas. Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. What's up, dude? It's Razamoka. Happy 30th birthday, bro. Wow. <laughs> What's up, guys? How's it going? Not bad, not bad. Just uh, uh, waking up, getting ready for work. We understand that you wanted to celebrate your Dirty 30 uh, in a particular way. Do it up big, but obviously because of COVID, everyone's plans change. So what are the uh, yeah. the big plans then this weekend for you and Carly? Uh, not much. Just uh, going to see a couple of my high school friends, um, but that's about it. Yeah. What was the plan? What was the plan? Yeah. Well, if there was no COVID... Um, it would just be a huge, huge party. Um, get together with like my high school friends, my 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 friends that I've 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 met downtown because I live downtown now, yeah. and just bring everyone together and and just have a huge party. Where do you yeah. party when you're thirty? Where do you party? I don't even know where you party. Like you go where? to bar. Like you go to bar. Like do you dance? Like what do you do when you go out? <laughs> Do you dance? Um, you guys dance? Well, do, well, people still dance, you know. I don't. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Uh, yeah, I think I think our thirties were still able to dance. No, nah, but I don't think you guys dance. I don't think you guys go out. Like you never call up your dude friends and you're like, dude, are we dancing tonight? You never say that, right? Uh, I don't think I don't think you say it in particular, but we all know. We all okay, know. Okay, hold on here. Do you? No, no, no. Do you ever go out? I guess here's my question. Okay, I'm not saying do you ever go out and then dancing happens because I understand that but do you yeah. ever make plans to go out specifically to dance uh yeah actually we do with 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 a couple friends with some friends that love to dance yes yeah okay like who out of all your guy friends give us a name like who's who's the who's one the big person dancer? that loves to dance no matter what uh, my buddy Igor, he loves okay. to dance. Igor, so, like, yeah. so if COVID didn't exist, right? Like on a Friday or Saturday night, would you be calling up Igor, being like, "Yo, man, you want to go dancing honestly, tonight?" Honestly, we used to do. I don't know if you guys remember, but there used to be a thing called Way Back Wednesdays, <laughs> and and he loved that stuff. It was like it was. Um, what is way? Know. What's way back to a thirty-year-old? What's way back for you? <laughs> um, I'd say like. Like early 2000s. Like, oh, no. Like Ja Rule and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> that, that way back that way back was like Euro like Euro music. You know what I mean? Oh, was, Barbie Girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so you'd call up E-Corp and be like, yo, you want to go dancing? I really hope they play Barbie Girl tonight. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I just I just worry that you uh, I just worry that you young guys don't dance anymore. You got to dance, man. <laughs> no, we love dancing. OK, love good. Dancing. OK. Well, dance it up this weekend, no matter what, Thomas. <laughs> happy birthday. And thank you for listening to the Raza Mocha thank show. Thank you so much. This is amazing. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Right. Uh, go give your girl Carly a big kiss, because I'll tell you right now, she emailed about like asking for us to call you back. I think it was in like August or something. Wow. Yeah. Uh, dog. Oh man. Oh, I love her so much. Thank you guys so much. And uh, I've been listening to you guys since like I've been in high school. Yeah. That's pretty crazy, dude. Car Carly's asking me who my favorite. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say, since you've been listening, since you were in high school, Thomas is <laughs> celebrating his 30th birthday uh, between Roz and Mocha. Who is your favorite? Uh, this is really tough. Um, I'm going to go with Mocha. Because I love dancing. Yes. <laughs> Whatever, man. I've danced more than all of you combined. Whatever, dude. Us 30-year-olds okay. got to stick together. Oh, God. <laughs> we do. We do. But, Roz, you're, you're a smooth, cool dude. Shut so I love up, you too, man. man. Have a lousy birthday, bro. Happy birthday, Thomas. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Love you guys. 
This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh-huh, baby. 44 cases of coronavirus all came from one wedding that took place in Vaughn oh, over two days. Come on. Uh, Wednesday, October 14th, and Sunday, October 18th was his two-day wedding. Jeez. And they had about 100 people. And 44 confirmed cases have been identified. Actually, they had just over 100 people. And when was that? When were we allowed to have 100 people at a wedding? So the second day of this two-day wedding was the day before the modified stage two kicked in. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, because once stage two kicked in, uh, the gathering limits were reduced to 10 people indoors and 25 outdoors. So right before that. You can't trust, it can't be left up to people. That's why you have to keep putting the the provisions down, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like a red light. I was, it, it, if you're in the middle of nowhere, mm. right, and you're at a red light, And it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and literally, you're in the middle of nowhere. Realistically, as a grown-up who knows what they're doing with a vehicle, that red light, you should be able to just treat as like a four-way stop and just look both ways and then continue on through. Make sure, make sure, make sure. Make sure, make sure, make sure, and continue on through the red, right? We should be allowed to do that. However, the problem is the reason that we have the rules on red lights is because not everybody can be trusted with that freedom. Thank you. So York Region Public Health are issuing that public notice of that outbreak. And they're spreading the word to to tell people if you attended this event, which happened at the Avani Event Center on Jane Street, to go get tested and to also self-isolate. God. If you're starting to feel the symptoms until Monday. Until Monday? Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> but, like, you know, it, it's funny. Like, people... I mean, I don't want to get into the whole, like, whatever. I know, past I it, know, like, I know, you know, I know. It's a modified year. Like, everyone, like, we all, it sucks. And, I like, know. we all have to kind of do what we can to, to be safe, to keep not only ourselves safe, but to keep people that we interact with safe, well, right? And uh, I don't know. I just think for certain certain things, now's not the time to be selfish. Well, no, I know. We all want to be Kim Kardashian. We all want to take all our friends to an island and just pretend for a couple of days that none of this exists, yeah. right? I know. I <laughs> like, know. If you just want that escape. It. You're like, I get it. I'm going to wear my mask. I'm going to like not go to work. I'm going to not put my kid in soccer. I'm going to do all the right things. But man, just this weekend, I need to party with 100 people. Yeah. You know, like that's what it, that's what it is. I just need that one night to yeah. just pretend that none of this exists. And it's always those one nights when your dumb idea becomes a super spreader event. Yeah. And then 44. you got that label on you. And that's just 44 confirmed cases out of the 100 plus yeah, no, that were at this cool. wedding. Oh, God. What I y'all know. doing, man? I know. Well, happily ever after, am I right? <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Designers and HGTV stars Colin and Justin just put out a great book called Escapology, filled with beautiful photos and stories to give you some inspiration when it comes to designing like a peaceful retreat, whether it's in your own home or that cottage that you have or even thinking of getting. Colin and Justin, welcome back to the Rosin Mocha Show. Rosin Mocha! <laughs> How, How are, are you? you? 
Uh, we are fantastic. You know, I think like everyone else on the planet, we're just trying to find our own sense of inner peace so that we can navigate through the storm that we're in at the moment. But we're still smiling, and that's the main thing. Uh, Escapeology, this book, first of all, is so beautiful. It's Modern Cabins, Cottages, and Retreats. And you guys have been on this cottage and cabin journey now for a while, but I think that the rest of the world has caught up because the amount of stories that I hear both uh, that I read and that I hear from people, everybody is looking for an escape, Mm -hmm. you know, during everything that's going on in the world right now. There's no doubt about it. I mean, at the moment, we're asked more than ever before by clients to help them find escapes, whether they're in Ontario or in any other province or in fact abroad anywhere. And I guess escape couldn't have come at a better time or escapology couldn't have come at a better time for us because it's our wheelhouse creating luxury abodes that make people feel decompressed and settled. It's what we do best, I feel. And putting the book together has been a labour of love. And it's something we've been working on long before the climate changed and before the current COVID stuff started to happen. Um, I guess it's very, very timely. Um, But we're so proud of it because it is a book that's absolutely full of some of the world's most beautiful retreats and cottages. And because of the, the, the time that we're living in right now, what would you suggest for people who are, um, wanting to either purchase or furnish a cottage space on a little bit of a budget. Uh, you know, it's funny, we've been looking at all the escapes because escapology is about escapes all around the world, but we start to see commonality, you know, and it is about that wonderful sense of connection with nature, you know. So I think first and foremost, if you're on a budget, uh, remove all the negatives, you know. It's what you would do in the city as well. If you give yourself clear thinking and a clean canvas, then it gives you something strong to build on. So if you have inherited furniture, and let's face it, every cottage does, has your grandmother's sofa or the sofa that used to be in the basement suddenly went north. Get rid of these things, you know, and start to let your space breathe. And then you have some enjoyment space to look at the things that you actually love and make more of them. One of the things that you guys are really great at, and I I love the idea of modern cabins and cottages, but one of the things that you notice that through a theme through all of them is they're not filled with old things, but people sort of incorporate some cool finds or repurposed items Mm -hmm. to sort of still give it a little bit of sense of, you know, uh, I don't even know history history yeah what what are some of your kind of favorite things that we can find or we can repurpose that uh, that can sort of give a room or a space that uh, that feel a history well there's an incredible cottage in there called black birch which is owned by a couple called chris and susan and they've created the most wonderful big black box with incredible fenestration wonderful windows looking out over the lake But the key thing that they've done is use barn boards, century-old barn board, on one huge internal elevation. And it immediately sets the scene. It's all about creating the theatre from the moment you walk in. So even though this structure of theirs is a really big modern edifice, the, the feeling of comfort and succor and history and relevance is immediately shoved in your face the moment you walk in by this barn board elevation. And they've filled it with things that are important to their family. So every item tells a story. Every artifact has got a bit of history. And it's not always in any of the cottages that we feature about spending a lot of money. It's about spending a lot of time. 
And I think also what we really hope that people get from this book, guys, is that you don't have to escape far away to create the magic. You can create the the feeling of escape in your home, um, whether it's a backsplit, a condo, a townhome, an urban space, a suburban space, whatever. Uh, and I really hope that's what, what Escapology does. Um, I will say this. Uh since COVID, when COVID started, the one thing that we saw um, through social media and especially when you walked into the Home Depot, there was no wood anywhere because everybody, no. everybody was doing projects. Everybody decided to get off their ass and do that thing that they swore that they were going to do for years. If somebody right now, even in the space that they have, they don't have that sort of, you know, cottagey retreat. But if somebody's looking at their space right now and they want to start, they want to sort of make change. What is your advice on where to start that will sort of have the biggest impact and give them the motivation to sort of keep going and and space by space by space in their place. Yeah, well, so all the cottages in Escapology, you know, they're all about making your heart beat a bit faster and creating an experience. And that is something that we can do anywhere, at any budget and any home, you know, in the city. So think about how you can use the pieces that you have in your home to actually create moments, you know. And so when you look on Instagram, you look on Pinterest, you look in beautiful books, you see that the first furniture is not just sitting there in the room doing nothing you know their shapes have been created people use artwork they put lamps onto credenzas to create shapes on walls so imagine that you're taking snaps around your room you just get your phone out take little snaps around and think okay well what's the shape of that is it rewarding adjust your lighting you know it's the most important thing fit some dimmer switches that doesn't cost a lot of money but it can change the atmosphere at the flick of a switch Escapology, modern cabins, cottages, and retreats. Colin and Justin, thank you so much. Oh, it's hey, a pleasure, good. boys. And you boys are escapism every single morning. Oh, you're yeah. the best. I love you guys. I love you guys. Take care. Bless you, boys. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Mocha, mocha, mocha. Roz, Roz, Roz. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Uh, rich guys in Laguna Beach are warring with each other over a sculpture that one old rich guy decided to put in his backyard. Another old rich guy didn't like it. And now he's being accused of tormenting his neighbor uh, by blaring Gilligan's Island 24 hours a day. That's pretty much a nuisance to the entire neighborhood. Yeah, they don't have a lot of neighbors. Like, if you look at these houses, they're beautiful. Like, Laguna Beach is incredible, right? Like, watch the show on MTV. I was in Laguna Beach when I went to interview Freddy Krueger. And Freddy Krueger yeah. lives in Laguna Beach? Isn't that weird? Like, the king of all nightmares lives in one of the most beautiful places on the face of the earth. Uh, but Laguna Beach is stunning, right? Like, it is absolutely stunning. But, like, the wealth in Laguna Beach is, like, no wealth you'll ever see. Okay. Like, it's just wild. And even the small houses on the ocean are $25 million. Like, it's it's nuts. So, I want to know what the sculpture is. So, it was, so, okay, so it was done by the same guy who did the inside of the Bellagio ceiling. It's, oh. bl- it's blown glass. Okay. Okay. So it's 22 feet long, this sculpture, and it's on the ground. So here's the problem is that the sculpture is on the ground and it's like, I don't even know, like sea urchins and baubles and everything else, right? Like it's just this really precious looking glass sculpture on the ground. That in itself was not a huge problem, but the guy who owns it 
realized that it kept getting damaged from like falling palms off trees. And I guess he's got kids and they're kicking around balls. So in order to protect this very expensive sculpture that he has, he then erected on outside of the sculpture on like these 15 foot high poles, a giant mesh System. Oh my God. Okay. So the, so the war is not necessarily over the sculpture. It's that this guy now has like a 15 foot high soccer net right up against his property line now and he can't see. Don't they have like zoning laws? So stuff? that's, this is part of it. This is oh. part of it. So he put up the, the sculpture's fine, but it's the meshing that's around it. So a UK judge will give his ruling on November 2nd in the Johnny Depp wife beater case. This is uh, Johnny who had sued the news group newspapers publishers of The Sun in 2018 over an article which stated that he had been violent towards his ex-wife Amber Heard, which questioned his casting in the Fantastic Beasts movie. You remember that big uproar? Oh, yeah. Uh, Johnny told the court that he was never violent towards Amber Heard and that she was lying and that she had actually been the one to attack him on numerous times. Uh, even losing the tip of his finger when she threw a vodka bottle at him during one of their ferocious fights. Amber Heard said that Johnny would turn into his jealous alter ego ego called, quote, the monster um, after binging on drugs and alcohol, and he had often threatened to kill her. The judge has to decide whether the Sun article caused serious harm to Johnny Depp's reputation and whether the allegations made by the paper were substantially true. If Johnny Depp does win, his lawyers argue that he would be, quote, entitled to a very substantial uh, damages ruling. And uh, on top of that, Johnny Depp also has a $50 million defamation lawsuit against Amber Heard in Virginia in the U.S. over an opinion piece that she wrote for the Washington Post. So that all happens on November 2nd. Uh, Jamie Foxx announced uh, yesterday that his, quote, beautiful and loving younger sister, Deandra Dixon, had passed away at 36. Uh, He says that uh, anybody who knew her knew that she was a bright light. And I can't tell you how many times we had parties at the house uh, where she got on the dance floor and absolutely stole the show uh she was 52 and um sorry uh she was 36, my mm. bad. Uh, Jamie Foxx is, uh, is 52. Uh, his younger sister, who had Down syndrome, was 36. And uh, also in Edmonton today, saying goodbye to an absolute sports legend, uh, Joey Moss. Um, Joey Moss, who became famous. I remember Joey Moss in like the mid-80s when he was the locker room guy for the Oilers. Yeah. Um, and great friends with Gretzky. He, too, uh, born with Down syndrome. He passed away. He was 57. Uh, Gretzky, on his website, wrote, Jan and I are profoundly saddened. Uh, to learn about the passing of Joey Moss. Not only was Joey fixture in the Edmonton dressing room, uh, he was someone I truly considered a friend, a friendship that lets, that spanned over 35 years. So uh, RIP to the great Joey Moss as well. Uh, Nexium cult leader. You didn't watch The Vow on HBO, did you? No, everything I know about it is what yeah. I learned from you. So Keith Ranieri, who's the, the the guy that started this Nexium cult, in, uh, he, and he branded people, right? He didn't himself, but it's this whole With like his initials. It something? was years of brainwashing and um, abuse and dom and sub relationships, but built around the idea of empowerment. And he was they called him Vanguard because he was like their leader yeah. and. 
Uh, it's all plays out in this documentary. The documentary is too many episodes. It should have been about four or five episodes on HBO, but I think they stretched it to like eight or nine. And I, oh, believe, and I, believe, no. that, and I believe that they are doing a second season because they were continuing filming while all of this was happening, while the court cases were happening. But uh, he was sentenced um, to 120 years in prison. Wow. How old is he? Uh, he is uh, not that old. Like, man, not, I don't even think he's 50. Oh, really? Maybe, maybe 50. Like and he's he got 100 and what? 120 years. So in mid-June 2019, Keith Ranieri was found guilty on seven charges by a jury, including two counts of sex trafficking, racketeering, forced labor conspiracy. Other charges include attempted sex trafficking, wire fraud conspiracy, and racketeering conspiracy. Uh, the jury took less than five hours to deliberate. So wow. if you've been watching The Vow on HBO. He's 60. 60, is he? Oh, he looks good. Hmm. And I'm not saying that like I like the guy. I'm just saying he's, <laughs> right? he's, he's branding on he's, he's healthy and fit, right? Like yeah. he, had, he had billionaire money backing him. He just played volleyball all day. Like that's all the guy. <laughs> that's all the guy did. You look good at 60 when you just do nothing but play volleyball all day. Donald Trump's campaign website was briefly seized by Bitcoin hackers yesterday, and a message that read, "This site was seized." Oh. <laughs> when you went to the about and events pages for uh, donaldjtrump.com before the website was completely taken offline last night. The message continued that the world has, quote, had enough of fake news spreaded. <laughs> what? The world has had enough of fake news spreaded daily by the president. <laughs> it is, it's time to allow the world to know the truth. The hackers behind the stunt claim to have compromised multiple of the president's devices, giving them, quote, full access to Trump and his relatives, along with access to confidential information. They wrote, strictly classified information is exposed, proving that the Trump government is involved in the origin of coronavirus. Jeez. Well, there you go. Did you see that story? I think it was last week or two weeks ago where somebody claimed that they had hacked the president's Twitter account. Oh, no, I didn't and see And they that. used his password, which was MAGA2020. <laughs> Shut <laughs> I up. swear. Come on. Yeah, they got access to his Twitter. The president's <laughs> got people that do those generated ones for him, I bet. <laughs> now, maybe. Right. But allegedly. Stop it. <laughs> President Donald Trump's Twitter password is MAGA2020. Stop it. <laughs> One of my favorite pair on-screen uh, couples over the last few years has without question been Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. Oh, they're so good. I agree. And neighbors. I love them, yeah. They were so good. Anyway, they're getting together again to do a sitcom, like a TV show oh, for, yeah? Yeah, for Apple TV+. Plus. Nice. Uh, it's called Platonic. Uh, according to uh, sources, uh, they star as two best friends who reconnect as adults and try to mend the rift that caused their estrangement. As their renewed friendship grows stronger, it destabilizes their own lives and prompts them to reevaluate the choices that they've made. So uh, Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen back together again She's for one of my a new favorites. sitcom. Yes. Do you remember Rose Byrne from... Hold on here. Give me a second. Get him to the Greek? Yes, get him to the Greek. Yes. My God, that movie's so good. Yeah. Hey, we watched uh, again the other night. We watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, on W Network? Uh, no, no, no. We just, oh. we just found it. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, no, I didn't watch it. on W Network the other night. Um, and Forgetting Sarah Marshall is so good. And I cannot believe that with all of the covid zoom reunion things that have happened yeah. that they have not done a forgetting sarah marshall reunion 
because that cast is incredible. It's Russell Brand, um, Kirsten, um, uh, sorry, Kristen Bell. Bell yeah. Um, Jonah Hill's in it. Jonah Hill is in it. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's in it. Uh, Jason Segel. Jason Segel and um, Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Yeah. And also, let's not forget, uh, what's the guy's name from SNL who did that show, Barry, on HBO? That's great. And he left. Bill Hader's in it. Bill Hader plays the brother-in-law. Oh, right. Right? Like, going back through <laughs> yeah. it, the cast is really... Re- oh, and what's his name from 30 Rock? Remember who was there on his honeymoon? And he couldn't get busy oh, with his wife? He was on yeah. all sorts of problems? Yeah, Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry, no, <laughs> no Fix-It right. Felix. Fix-It Felix. Yeah, Fix-It yeah. Felix. Yeah, that guy's in it, too? <laughs> Man, do that. Give me that uh, Zoom uh, reunion. That's what I want to see. Uh, so they released a clip of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and apparently Chloe got COVID, like, before lockdown happened, even. And Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Just found out that I do have corona. I have been in my room. It's going to be fine, but it was really bad for a couple days. Vomiting and shaking and hot and then cold and I suffer from migraines, but this was the craziest headache. I wouldn't say it was a migraine. The coughing, my chest would burn when I would cough. And I mean, I still, my throat is still not fully recovered clearly. But let me tell you, that sh- is real. But we're all gonna get through this. Pray if we follow orders in this, and we're all gonna be okay. And that's the uh, the promo for the episode airing tonight, right? I swear to God, I keep saying this. I know that, but I swear to God, I had COVID in February, man. Because everything she just talked about was exactly what I had. Yeah, everything. Only I just went about my life like an idiot because I didn't know. But nobody knew. Nobody knew. Um, Khloe Kardashian also today on Ellen describing what that experience was like. So I guess she's now giving more detail about what you're going to see in that episode tonight. You talk about the fact that you tested positive for COVID. I did. In March. Yes. At the very beginning, I tested positive and it was so incredibly scary. I mean, it's still scary, but especially then when the whole world was shutting down and I mean, we didn't have really any information or the information we had just changed every single day. Right. And so it was super, super scary. So how was it? Were you really sick? Because some people don't have symptoms. I was really, really sick. I felt really quickly on that I was getting sick with something. And I remember I just wore a mask. I remember wearing gloves just because it was speculation all about COVID, but no one really knew. But right. we all were like, there's no way I could have COVID. Right. Um, so I was still just really diligent wearing masks. And then I, we got tested, just uh, my whole family got tested and they came back and my results were positive and we were really alarmed, but everyone else tested negative. So thank goodness. Um, and then I just was quarantined in my room for about 16 days. Um, we had to wait until I had negative test results yeah. for me to leave. And that was the hardest part. I mean, it's, I don't care how beautiful of a place you have being taken away from your child for that long because I couldn't be around my daughter. Sure. That was the most, like, heart-wrenching thing. Oof. Isn't it fun? Not funny, but just the timing of everything where, like, yesterday, late yesterday slash today, mm-hmm. this stuff got released. But right before, it was, like, Kim Kardashian's photos of the big, beautiful party and yeah. the island and this and this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um... The U.S. presidential election 
is oh, now yeah. the most bet on event in history. Really? With already a staggering $260 million worth of bets have already been placed. Wow. Uh, British odds maker um, Pete Watts says that this exceeds the wager level in the U.S. right now for the presidential election. The wager number exceeds the last Super Bowl, Kentucky Derby, NBA Finals, and the Mayweather-McGregor fight combined. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> combined. What's and the spread? So they were saying that it would take, at this point, five days out, that it would take an incredible amount of last-minute betting to even budge the odds because really? with this amount of money the odds aren't going anywhere so as it is right now uh on election day they're looking at trump at a plus 188 which means that if you bet ten dollars on trump it would pay out twenty eight dollars and eighty cents if he won that basically works out to 34.8 percent chance of winning biden sits at 65.5 percent wow. chance of winning. so those are the odds going into uh into next week's election but yeah this is the most bet on event in history Can you go, go through that list again combined is combined. more than what? so this is last combined this is more than last year's super bowl the kentucky derby the nba finals and the mayweather mcgregor fight wow. combined and that mayweather her McGregor fight was huge. 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 Yeah. Uh, fans have started a GoFundMe page. It was actually set up originally by her pastor. We are talking mm-hmm. about uh, Janice Jones. She's the babysitter in Borat 2. Oh, okay. The black lady who gave all that really just wonderful, heartfelt advice to Borat's daughter and yeah. was like the star of the movie. And... I guess she's unemployed. She was paid $4,700 to do the Borat movie. She was told that she was doing a documentary. Didn't know it was satire. Didn't know it was comedy. Nothing. And she says that when Borat showed up dragging his daughter uh, around and through the house on a ball and chain, she said, quote, I'm thinking she's really from a third world country and that's how they treat women and young girls, she said. Uh, Now, according to the New York Post, she said that she felt betrayed by the movie, but she disputes that now, giving an interview to Variety. She says, betrayed never came out of my mouth. I don't know where they got that from. Uh, She went on to say, I'm not ever going to say I was betrayed because I was part. It was partially my fault. I didn't read the contracts. I'll take my responsibility on that. Now, as far as the GoFundMe goes, as it is right now, they have raised her one hundred and twelve thousand dollars. Wow. Because she's. Uh, unemployed and lost her job uh, during COVID. Damn. So there you go. So Internet coming news. through. So if you watch the movie, she she's really the she's the best part of the movie. Uh, Lizzo voted. How do we know that Lizzo voted? Well, because Lizzo posted this. It's time to vote. It's time to what? V-O-C-E. It's time to vote. Right? Girl. It's time to vote. It's time to vote. <laughs> it's time to vote. And uh, question, would you vote for Reese Witherspoon? I mean, I know we can't because we're not American, but if given the opportunity to vote for Reese Witherspoon, would you vote for Reese Witherspoon? Yes, absolutely. So Reese Witherspoon was on uh, the podcast uh, Smartless with uh, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. And the idea was asked to Reese about would she ever consider 
Would y'all ever want to run for office? I know y'all asked that on the show, but I wonder. Reese, what about you? Because you already asked. Yeah, like, Reese, I was going to say you you're president of so many companies. You know what I mean? You are, you have that about you. You have that intelligence and charm and like ability and all of those things that are needed. And people look up to you and they listen to you because you are an influencer. Oh, thanks for saying that. Yeah, I mean, our standards have yeah. become very low in this country. And you would never want to do that? I mean, I wouldn't say never because I don't know where I'm going to be when I'm... Yeah. You know, 65. Well, I think we need a better representation and balance, too. I mean, we're women are 50% of the population, but we're not 50% of the representation mm-hmm. in government, which is bizarre, it's particularly when they're adjudicating over our bodies. Yeah. And, 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 and the lack of representation of people of color who make up a large, almost majority of this country. It's, a, it's true. What about balance? You know, just yin and yang, male, female, balance. So there you go. Could we see Reese Witherspoon running for Congress at some point? She seems to think so. <laughs> Jeez, man. She'd win in a second. Absolutely. Whoever they run against her, she win in a second. Yeah. Imagine being a huge fan of somebody. Like, who are you the biggest fan of right now? The Rock. The Rock. Imagine if you went out and while you're gone, The Rock was hanging out inside your house. And then he was gone by the time you got home. I'd sell the house. Okay. <laughs> I could never walk back in there again, knowing that The Rock was there in my place, and I'm not there. Let me read you this. This is what happened to a huge Harry Styles fan. Who would your person be, Maury? Right now, Mariska yeah. Hargitay. Okay, so imagine if you were out. You were out walking Andy, and yeah. Mariska hung out while you were gone, and then by the time you got back, she was gone. And Matthew knew? Divorced. Yes, and Matthew knew. Divorced. Okay. <laughs> So I guess what happened was Harry Styles was driving around wherever and his car broke down Yeah, and somebody helped him. And while they waited for a tow truck, they let him just like hang out in the house and have a cup of tea in front of the house that his car broke down in front of. And so this guy had a daughter and the daughter's name is Theodora. Theodora happens to be a huge Harry Styles fan. And while he was there having a cup of tea, hanging no. out, hanging out, he wrote her a note, okay? He wrote her a note that read, Theodora, my car broke down on your street and your dad's friend kindly let me wait in your house with a cup of tea. I'm devastated that we missed each other. Looking forward to meeting you soon. Treat people with kindness. All my love, Harry. P.S. I fed the fish. And he sent, and they took a picture. The dad took a picture of Harry Styles in her room feeding her fish. No! The fish's name, by the way, is Harry. No! Yes! <laughs> oh, man! That girl, she's, you know, she's never leaving home again. Right? And then he said, uh, P.S., tell your dad to get in touch and I'll see you at a, at a show at some point. Uh, but yeah, so she was gone. Harry's car broke down. The dad said, come on in for a cup of tea while you wait. By the way, my daughter's a huge fan. And he fed her fish in her bedroom, feeding her fish. Bro. Named Harry. No, so, but why, like, you assume this girl has a cell phone. Why was she not called saying, get home now? She was gone. She was like, she was away. Like, she was gone. You so. would need therapy. I know. I know. I don't know if I, that's like a lot to handle. Who would be the one person for you, Ross? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I think that, uh, like somebody that I'd really like to hang out with. Yeah. Like Jason Momoa. No. 
I've hung out with Jason Momoa. I've interviewed him before. He's like Bonks. fine. No, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Do you know who I would miss? Because I have a list of people. I don't have a list of people like that I would like step out on Catherine with. And I don't have a list of people right, that right, I'm right, like right. massively in love with, like huge fans. I have a list of people that I wish that I could have over to the house and just crush, you know, a bottle of wine and just sit there and goof with. Right. And yeah. on that list and has always been the top of that list is I would love to just like spend f- like three hours in the living room getting a little drunk and gossiping with Queen Latifah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I think that that would be, I think that she would be fun as hell. Oh, yeah. I, see, and I've interviewed her. Yeah. Oh, she's so fun. But I, she's never been to my house. I thought you were going to say Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow? What does that matter with you? I thought Why you would, would love to that? sit down. I don't know. I, you love Barry Manilow. I, excuse me? What? I thought you love Barry Manilow. Yeah, I've <laughs> never heard Roz ever mention Barry I've Manilow. I've never ever. Oh. even said Barry Manilow. Neil Diamond. No, he's a bit of a jerk. Oh. <laughs> love him, love him, love him, but he's not. He's not cool. <laughs> but he's no Queen Latifah. He's no Queen Latifah. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Chloe Kardashian on with Ellen today. They get into her COVID diagnosis and everything else that we've been hearing for the last couple of days, and especially with that new promo they dropped. Uh, but one thing that they get into was Kim's island birthday party where she's been getting roasted all week for this when she made that post that just simply read after two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine i surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal just for a brief moment in time and then she got roasted for this everybody doing memes and parodies and everything else uh so this is chloe kardashian's take on it kim got in trouble for talking about it right I haven't heard a lot about it, but I did hear that people were upset that we all went out of town or I don't really know the extent of it, but I, this year is a frustrating year. I get it. I think there's so many frustrations going on for everybody, mm-hmm. but also it's her 40th and this is something that she really wanted to do for us. It was such a nice thing and being there like with all the precautions and everything that we took and being there and how grateful everybody was for the tourism aspect of it and how so many people said that we were their first party or guest that they've had in months and what it's done like for them to be able to pay their bills or to do stuff for their family. I mean just hearing those yeah, messages when we were there it was really we felt really good and we felt so safe. And we did it in the safest way I could imagine someone yeah. doing it. And yeah. I'm, I mean, it's su- it was such a beautiful experience, and I want Kim to focus on just how beautiful it was and what yeah. she did for everybody. I mean, I don't want that to overshadow. So the deal was that she chartered an 88-seat Boeing 777 to get everybody down there. Where they went, the island and the resort, is just 35 villas. And the money that was spent to bring her and her crew down there for the four or five days was $1 million. Whoa, really? Yeah, is what uh, is what she shelled out. So they did get a substantial amount of money at this resort, so I don't fault Kim for that. Um, but the reality is I don't think that anybody is like clowning on Kim Kardashian for doing it. I think they're clowning on her for posting about it. Like, I don't care what you do on your birthday with your family. We know you're rich. Yeah. Right? It's just the way she presented it to the world because they can't do anything without being public about it. That's Mm -hmm. the problem with the Kardashians and their sort of model of life is that very few things they do in private. And I wonder if it was being filmed for the show. 
It might have. Well, I don't know because then you got to get like the whole crew quarantined Mm. and you got to all that stuff. You get into like weird insurance things when it's the television production and everything else. So I I just, I don't think that people are mad that she did that. I just think that they're just frustrated with like how dense are you that you post about it. I think that that's what it is. You can do it. Just don't post pictures about it. It's fine, man. I know. But you know what? Like the amount of people she had there. You know, someone was going to post. It was going to get out. She didn't have to. She She didn't didn't have have to to present it like that, right? Roz and Mocha Q and A. Hi, Bree. How are you? It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. Welcome to the podcast. What is your question? Thank you. Thank you. Um, My question is specifically for Roz. Um, No offense, Mocha. It's just a cat question. That's why. Um, (laughs) That's okay. So my question is, um, what is his opinion on um, getting a second cat? And uh, if we do get a second cat, um, how would we kind of introduce them, implement that, mm-hmm. kind of that whole thing? How old is the cat that you yeah. have now? Uh, he's seven months. Oh, oh okay. baby. Okay. What's uh, his name? What's his name? His name is Rio. Oh, that's okay. Cute. So I will say this. 100% get the cat a buddy. Okay. Um, they do much better like that. And they, they you know, there, there's, a, there's a reason, like, they learn from each other, right? There, there, there's a reason the term copycat exists because cats learn from each other. And, and normally they learn from older cats, right? Um, but when you do have a young cat, they have such wild, uncontrollable energy. And they need to focus that energy on something. And cats need to play. And I, I, can, I fight with Catherine all the time because she still wants to get another kitten to play with the baby. Oh, because really? the, the other two cats are just at the age right now of where they don't want to mess with them, right? Yeah. Because he's just mm-hmm. too rough. He plays so rough and the other cats don't want to play that rough. And he has all this energy. So we spend so much time playing with the cat yeah. because he just has crazy boy energy. So are you going to get another one? No, I can't oh. have four in the house. It's too, it's, that's too many cats. Uh, but yes, I would get a little girl around the same age. Okay, perfect. And yeah, we, uh, we're finding that he has like crazy energy too. And since going back to work. He just wants to play, and we we feel so bad leaving him at home by himself. Yeah, I wanted a professional opinion. Yep, they you he will do much better off if he's got a little buddy with him. Always, 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 they will do much better off if they got a little buddy with them. Uh, it's okay. ju- it's just the way it's just the way cats are. Now, when it comes to introducing cats, you have to do two things. You have to introduce the new cat to the rest of your house, and then you got to introduce your old cat to the new cat. And mm-hmm. we we sort of did it slow. Like when we got when we brought Moo home, he was tiny and he just lived in Roxy's bedroom for four days and we put his food in there and we had like a little litter box in there and he found a safe place to sleep under her bed yeah. and somebody was just sort of always in there with him playing with him um, getting him used to hands getting getting used to you touching his feet and his face and his back and his everything else could the other cats in the house sense yes oh they sat in, out in yeah, front of the, the door yeah okay. yeah yeah they they become hunters at that point and oh, they know geez. something's going on because and well the the see pickles that we have is she's a like she was a mama cat right yeah. and so when she hears a baby crying she turns maternal so she doesn't know right. what's going on. She just thinks that something is hurting a baby somewhere. Yeah. And, and she so, needs to help. Yeah. Or Aww. not. Um, <laughs> 
And so what we then did is we slowly introduced the cat into a smaller, like a a smaller area of the house Mm -hmm. and then like the bathroom. And we would go in there with the cat and then allow the other two to come in and see what's going on. And then we'd put Mumu back in Roxy's bed at night. That's where he slept. And then during the day, we'd sort of let him do one lap around the living room and explore things. And then we'd pick him up again, let the other cats smell him. Now, the one thing that you can do, and it is so incredibly important, okay, is if you want to really adjust two cats together quickly is get one of those cat brushes that yeah. they, that they love yeah. right where they go into that trance when you're brushing them mm-hmm. and don't clean it okay oh, okay brush them both with it and don't clean it and oh, then, so what they get used to each other's yes scent? you put okay. the, you put each other's smell on the other cat oh gotcha and so it gets them used to it that way huh. do you ever use the brush that you put in your mouth and pretend like you're licking the cat with it the brush <laughs> that what brush do i put in my there's mouth there's a cat brush that you put in your mouth and it looks like a lo- big tongue oh yeah no i don't have one of those <laughs> no that's like you buy those things from a fetish store and somebody just decided that it was also good for cats <laughs> i feel like maury and matthew have that in the condo you know what i mean like no I don't have a mouthpiece that I put in that's like a big rubber tongue that sticks out. Hey, Bree, do you have any other animals at home or just that one seven-month-old cat? No, we um, we see like my mom um, and her dog quite a bit. So we know that gotcha. Leo's good with animals because mm-hmm. like he's best friends with the dog. Um, but we're just not sure because now it would be like his space and um, like a cat. It's very different than a dog. So. Yeah. Babies adjust fast, like my like Mumu right now, who's just a year old. So he's been living with us now for about nine months, mm-hmm. and because we got him when he's about three months, and he is now just getting to the point where Pickles, the older cat, doesn't beat the hell out of him every every time he comes close to her, and all he wants to do is be her best friend. Really? Like, oh my god! He he walks over to her and completely submits and put his head down, and is just like, "Please lick me, please lick me, please lick me." And then every now and then she'll lick his head, and it's like the greatest thing that ever happened. Yeah. But if but if a door closes, if a bird's outside, if somebody flushes the toilet, if there's any sort of noise, um, Pickles goes from mama to absolute destroyer and just starts punching him in the face. Oh no! Right? Yeah, like, like yeah. One once they're out she of their cat, startled. once they're out of their cat trance, um, it's game on. You know the, the war starts again. So get them, get them a little buddy. Okay, sounds yeah, good. Absolutely. Thank you, Bree. Thanks so much, guys. Have All a right. wonderful day. Yeah, you too. David says here, uh, since Halloween is a bust, let's move on to Christmas. Do you prefer to give gift cards or to give an actual item? Do I prefer to give? Yeah. Oh, actual items, one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I agree as well. yeah, 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 yeah. My dad won't accept gift cards from us. I respect that. He says that there's no thought put into it. I respect that. He'd rather like us draw a picture or something versus a gift card. I respect that. Now, here's okay, here is where I do think a gift card does work. Okay? Is there is a place and time for a gift card. And that is let's say that you are really into photography yes. okay and you have gear and i know that you're very much into gear and that's your thing and it's what you love and everything else i don't know what you have and i let's say i don't know anything about that world it is like reading a different language to me i couldn't begin to even figure out what you would need or want right. so therefore i'm either going to get you something completely unrelated something that i think you might want or i understand your passion so i'm going to buy you a gift card for viztech yeah right? i love i don't mind getting oh, yeah. gift cards like i love gift cards so yes. if somebody knows like for example 
uh, every year, I always get like Foot Locker gift cards, which I love because people know that I'm always buying sneakers. It's, but I don't want to be the judge on what you think is exactly. cool. Exactly. But yes. I only get like specific sneakers. So right. I will wait and use that gift card then. But I also yes. enjoy giving gifts to people because I feel like I know the person that I'm giving a gift to and I... Um, you know, try my best to, to get something that I think that they're going to use. Yes, See, it's, right? it's, it's tough because I love looking under the tree and seeing presents and opening them, and I love that warm feeling. But at the same time, getting a gift card is super cool too because then you can pick what you want. Yeah, I think that you can mix it up too. Yeah. I, I don't think. Yeah, let me put it this way: I don't think if you if you're getting somebody like one thing and they're in your family, I don't think a gift card is good. I think a gift card is fine for like a coworker. Sure. Um, I get a lot of LCBO gift cards for the liquor store. I yeah. get a lot of those. I still have stacks of them. I still, yeah, really? oh my god, everybody just buys me booze cards. And I'm like, all you talk about. right? I know it's crazy. Um, but uh, but gift giving is a real, it's a real art. And when you get it right, it really shows the person that you you know them and that you listen and that you care yeah. and all this stuff. And and that's never lost on me. Never lost on me. Um, but uh, when it comes to people that are difficult to buy for, like I'm considered very difficult to buy for by Catherine. Because I have everything and I don't spend money on anything. Yeah. Right? Like I spend money on something when I need it immediately. But other than that, I have no sort of like I don't, you know, I don't have a favorite store. I don't have, you know, a line of clothes that I like. I don't have like a shoe thing where, you know, yeah. I don't have any of that stuff. So I become really difficult. That's like, why for your birthday this year, everybody gave you meat. Yeah. Because we know how much yes, you love exactly. to cook. So <laughs> like, like for instance, for instance, for my, for my birthday, right? For my birthday, Catherine and Roxy did some really great stuff. Roxy bought me a cup that reads, show me your... your show me your kitties, right? <laughs> and she thought it was hilarious. And then Catherine explained to her why it was actually hilarious. Yeah. Um, and she thought that was funny uh, because show me your t- kitties. Right? Yeah. Kitties. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks. Um, and then so, so I'm really difficult, but things happen. Like Catherine had this sleeveless gray hoodie, right? Uh-huh. It's like big scoop arms like that. Like you take a hoodie and cut the sleeves off, but cut them down lower. So it like shows like your rib cage. And it was this beautiful, just sort of soft gray hoodie. And she wears it all the time. And I looked at it and I was like, God, I wish they made that in a men's size. So Catherine spent months finding the largest version of that thing she could find. Wow. Right. And then got that for me for my birthday. She's like, here, I found you Aww. my sweater that you like so much. <laughs> and to me, that was really thoughtful. Yeah, right. It really and is. it wasn't expensive. It wasn't anything else, but I would always see her wearing it i'm like god i wish i had one of my size yeah because i'd love it um and oh, so really nice. she could have easily bought another hoodie and just cut the sleeves off it sure. but this was the same one right yeah. which which sort of means more um but gift cards are gift cards are okay i i think that gift cards do have a place i just don't think that gift cards mean anything when you give somebody a gift that the gift card is to something that either they have never expressed interest in or is just so generic that I know you bought it at the grocery store on your way out one uh, day. The coolest thing, I gave my dad um, for last Christmas, those lights you put out in the backyard that can be any, like a million different colors mm-hmm. or whatever, and you stick them in the ground, they're like lights to light up. Yeah, I get it. Outdoor <laughs> lights. <laughs> they illuminate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you bought your father outdoor lights. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it was so cool to, to go to, to see them actually used. Like he said, yeah. like, 
when I FaceTimed because of COVID, I can't see them. When he when I face, he was so impressed that he figured out how to put it on the phone, change all the colors. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah, special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those things because too. the year before I got him an outdoor movie screen, and the thing blew away in the wind, and I felt so bad. Oh, it did. Oh, I didn't know that happened. It was a piece happened. of crap. No, was like, it? Yeah. We had to find extra bungee cord to like put like eight different bungees on it just yeah. to hold it in place. And then while we were watching a movie, which first of all we couldn't figure out where you're supposed to put the projector so that it actually showed up on the screen and not on the screen and the neighbor's house. Right. Right? So then while we were watching a movie, the you thing suddenly just point, completely fell over. Yeah. That's what was the movie good. you guys were watching? We were watching... Um, yeah, Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll tell you, one thing that I do like, and you'll probably get to this point, Mocha, with your with your boy at birthday parties, and maybe it'll be the same, maybe it'll, maybe it'll be different, but Roxy sort of went through a run with birthday parties. Uh-huh where it's actually really cool. And it's not even that parents sort of got together and decided. Um, But one thing that happens quite frequently is when it comes to birthday presents, you'll get like something small, right? And then what the kid gets is an Indigo gift card. But they get Indigo gift cards from really everybody at the party. So instead of getting getting like $15 or $20, by the end of the party, they have like a couple hundred bucks to go to Indigo. And so they're all for one place. And when kids go into Indigo, you have unlimited options because there's books, there's crafts, there's toys, there's all sorts of stuff. So like Indigo is the perfect kid's store and it just so happens happens now that she's in this run of where the thing that you always get for your birthday from people are indigo gift oh, cards. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so instead of getting a bunch of things, you can go in and get like one big thing kind of kind of thing and then you send a picture of it to all your friends and yeah. everything else. So I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Emily says here, when do you think it's appropriate to start Christmas shopping? Have any of you started yet? I have not, but Catherine has. So yes, yeah. I have because she sort of remembers to buy for everybody yeah jenna same thing she started already yeah i think it's really like up to the individual like whenever you feel what like how you shop like if you're looking for you're always looking for deals or you know for a fact this person is going to want to have this one thing and you want to make sure that like if it's in stock now might as well get it yeah in case it runs out right i'll be honest like normally i'm halfway done by now but because of covid i don't know what is in store for christmas will i be able to see anybody right i kind of haven't started just because I don't know. We do Secret Santa at my place. Oh, nice. Yeah, we do. What's we, the we, we we switched it a couple of years ago, about three years ago, and it really, really helps everybody out. Yeah. So you, we just go on an app. Catherine sets it all up on an app, and then you put in everybody's email address, and then they send you an email, and they tell you who you're buying for. Yeah. And then everybody on their own sort of goes on the app, and you fill out like a little wish list of just some things that you would put on your list that are all within a certain budget, and whoever gets your name has access to that list and yeah. then you buy for one person i should do that with matthew yeah so but you would each just buy for each other yeah not so secret it's not secret <laughs> at that point at all at that point you're just making a list and giving yeah. it to one another yeah yeah so so it's between it's between the adults right so all the adults are on secret santa um the kids are not so everybody just buys for the kids mm-hmm. right and then the adults you only have to buy for one oh, person that's really nice we don't do, yeah like, at our place it's not so much christmas gifts anymore but i mean for family yes but matthew and i it's not because our wedding anniversary is right then yeah so we just do wedding anniversary ones which this year it's 
fruits and vegetables, right. which I'm like, what the hell do you do Ew, with that? Gross. <laughs> gross. I do guess you, you go to the, lawn, to the, to the, uh, to the grocery store and just hitting up the produce section, right? Do you, Mocha, do you, do you like buy for both your sisters, your mom and your dad? And every, like, do you buy across the board or do you guys do any sort of form of secret um, Santa at all? No, we buy for each one of my lot? sisters. Yeah. yeah. And for uh, for my parents. Well, See, but the problem with the Secret Santa thing, though, is then, like, if Mocha gets one of his sisters, mm-hmm. then he's not buying for the other sister. You're only buying for the one. Correct. See, then that so, so like sucks. So, like, Mocha's dad might get the daughter. Yeah. You're, you're the other sister. Yeah. And then that other sister may get Mocha's mom. No, but the sucky and thing And somebody that might get, is... Jen, or Jenna might get the other, Jenna might get right. Lisa, right? Like, it's, it's... But it's less gifts. I mean, the cool thing, the way it is now... Is Mocha's sister? No, I'm, I'm I'm speaking on behalf of your sister here, because then the sister's <laughs> gonna get like everyone's yeah. gonna get gifts from everybody. You do Secret Santa, there's less gifts. I know, but but so you put a cap on it. So let's say it's like two hundred bucks, yeah. right? So what like what would I normally spend on on Christmas if I bought for everybody? Yeah, I'd spend a lot of money, right? Yeah. Like I'd spend a lot of money. So if you normally spend a lot of money, what you do is you then cut everybody's gift guy buying time down substantially because because you're only buying for one person, but then you put a cap on it of like 300 bucks, say. I know, right? but so, your so, brother normally would get a gift from Catherine, you. Yeah, but Catherine. But now he's only getting one gift. I know, but Catherine may buy my brother like a pair of gloves, right? Like Catherine may, like whatever it is. This way you get one gift from your sort of wish list. That's like 300 bucks. I know, but I kind of want like five gifts. Yeah, well, you're different than me. You're different than me because I much prefer as an adult, Secret Santa for me is so, it's, it is simplified and streamlined Christmas and I love it. I would never go back to the I'm other way. I'm fine with the other because we sit around at the same sort of area in the living room every year and I'll you'll open a ton of gifts. They're small, like uh, uh, pajamas and then this and then that and then you get like, Five small gifts and then your one big gift. Right, but yeah, that's fine when you're twelve, Maury. But <laughs> you're forty, and then I go into the car. Oh, and then I go into the car. Yeah, on the drive home, and I'm always kind of upset because I'm like, I, I mean, we didn't get anything good. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, see, that's oh, why you do geez, it the other Maury. way, man. That's not see, in the spirit of Christmas. I don't need my mom to buy me pajamas, yeah. and I don't need my mom like all this stuff, right? You know, my, like my family, they always ask, like, "What do you want at Christmas?" or "What do you want for Christmas?" Yeah, and I always tell everyone, like, I have much like you. If I need everything. something, yeah. I'll go and get it. Right? Yes. I have everything. The only thing I want to do is just sit around as a family, yes. and get together, have dinner, and just spend time with one another. Oh, I right? love that too, and the pajamas, right, and the gifts. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You Absolutely. need to have the gifts. Yeah. I don't need no, all the gifts. Me neither. It's fine. Like if you want to get me something, great. Yep. But my at this point in my life, I would rather spend the time with people. Yeah. And Matthew always gets a much better gift from Frank and Donna. Really? From your <laughs> really always. So Matthew gets a better gift from your dad than you get from your they dad. Know how, they know what he wants. They know what he likes. Like it's always obvious, right? Like right. he's really easy to shop for. Yes. Me, like I always get like uh, pajamas or maybe uh, a bar of soap. Right. Right. Yeah. So- <laughs> because it's you're difficult to buy for. Because how do you buy something for somebody where really the only thing that they need is something to help cover their tracks? <laughs> 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 like a second phone, yeah. <laughs> like a burner phone, Great idea. right? Like, like I don't. Then I don't think that's going to go over well if your dad gives you a burner phone in front of Matt. Just meet me out in the lawn and give it to me there. Here, you need this. <laughs> Logan asks, "Would you rather live as a Lego guy in a Lego world or yourself in the Marvel world, where all the heroes and villains run amok?" So hold on here. I would be just me, yeah. but in the Marvel world, uh-huh. 
But so in the Lego world, you're not you, you're a Lego figure. No, you're a Lego you, Lego but just in a Lego, in Lego world. world. I would say Lego world because... Oh, I don't know about that. Why? Because it's know. just regular life, but you're just in a Lego world. I know. I don't want to. I don't want to be Lego though. <laughs> your arms don't really move well. Yeah, I don't want to be Lego. <laughs> yeah, but like where we are right now, you know, this building could get taken down in a second because like Iron Man and Thor are having a fight. Yeah, but at least you can something. eat. As a Lego, you have just a, a line as a mouth. It doesn't <laughs> open. Like yeah, but I don't know, man. Like I watched the Lego movies, right? And uh -huh. all they did was just like build. You know, it's it's not for me. That's not a life for me. <laughs> you don't want to build? No, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the builder, right? Like I would just I would see if if the if the Avengers lived in this world, uh -huh. I wouldn't strive and be like, "Oh man, I wish I was an Avenger." I would just keep my head down, stay in the basement, right? right. And just go to work and do my thing. But if I was in the Lego world and I got stuck being a builder, I would want to be like the master builder. Like I would want to be well, that. You got to work your way up. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, man. but at least in the work. Lego world, your head can go all the way around. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be Lego. They don't have penises. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't have a mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what kind of life is that? Uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Right? All right, so uh, I'm going to live, live in the, the real world. With okay, the Marvel, yeah, me, me too. With man. the Marvel villains yeah, in here. Yeah, we can still go to the movies and stuff. <laughs> Uh, already has a question here. I think you're going to be really into Roz. Okay. Since we are in Mercury retrograde, oh God! Do you find that things are off? Also, do you believe in it? No. You need to explain it. You I need don't. To explain I don't it. know what it here. All I all I know is this: is that every now and then Catherine will be like. Uh, so what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, I don't know why. She's like, you should probably stay in. I'm like, oh my God. And she's like, yeah, Mercury's in retrograde. Like, cause all the bad things happen when Mercury's in retrograde. Like you have to be very, I very careful. I still don't even understand what it is. I don't know what it means. The I just know that it's her and her girlfriends talk about this and all the, first the time. time. I've ever heard of Mercury, Mercury being in retrograde yes. is from you. Yes. Can yes. you Google what is? Can you no, Google I what is? No, because I don't care. I don't, you do oh. that on your own time. <laughs> um, I, I don't. So don't look it up. Does my life change when Mercury's in retrograde? Yeah. No, because I only know when Mercury's in retrograde from Catherine, and she's the one that takes great precautions and is always aware of when Mercury's in retrograde. And when bad things happen or moods happen or things don't go her way, it is, in my house, I kid you not, it is 100% justified and explained away because Mercury's in retrograde. Is she like okay. trying to pass that knowledge down to Roxy? Oh, that's none of my business. They do what they're, they do. <laughs> that's, that's a fight that you don't, you don't pick those fights, man. Okay. Uh, like if she wanted to bring her to church, I'd have something to say. But if, if Catherine's teaching Roxy about Mercury and retrogate, I am staying out of it. Um, here's what I found. Mercury, Mercury oh, in retrograde yeah. means yeah. that the planet Mercury appears to stop and move oh. backwards from its orbit. It right. thought it was the Mercury in the thermometer. No, no, it's Mercury no, the, the actual planet. planet. I thought bro. it had something to do with the temperature. No, 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 no. No, and people like Lady Gaga have tweeted about Mercury being in retrograde, and as soon as somebody of that sort of level does it, everybody freaks out because it just sort of validates. Okay, say it again. The planet. Mercury. Yeah. Yes. Mercury in retrograde means... The planet Mercury appears to stop and move backwards from its orbit. Mm -hmm. So what does that have to do with me? Because it changes things. It changes, changes the atmosphere. It changes the everything, atmosphere. man. It changes everything. Solar system. It yeah. affects Earth. Yeah. It affects it affects you. It affects everybody. And so because it's going the other way, it, most I don't, people think that you're, it you're puts looking you in at a mood. me like I have answers, man. <laughs> and I don't know how many times I can tell you that I don't have the answers to these questions. I just know that it means a whole lot to Catherine, and therefore it means a whole lot but to me. But when she says this weekend the Mercury and the retrograde thing, yes. if something happens, do you then suddenly to yourself go, 
maybe. No, if something happens, I don't tell her because I know she's going to look at me and go, see? I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> Here's a question from Steven. Would you rather be cheated on privately or cheat on someone and have everyone in your life know? Well, obviously privately. Oh, wow. You answered that so quickly. So be cheated on privately? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or cheated on... I was going to just... My answer is neither. No, you have to pick one. That's how no, this game No, my works. answer is neither. So, so either you're cheated on privately or, I'm just astonished. or, or you cheat on cheat? someone and it goes public. Yeah. Oh, of course I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I would much rather be cheated yeah. on. Also, also cheating on privately, like I would also hate if somebody cheated on me publicly. Yeah. That would hurt a whole lot more, I think. So cheated on public or privately just means you don't tell anybody. Well, they don't tell anybody. They don't tell anybody. You don't know. Like you got, Matthew's cheating on well, you. but who cheats on somebody publicly? Well, no, but if it got out, yeah, the right? only way it's going to get out. So is here, if let me talks. okay. Here, here, let, let me rephrase the question because I, they did they asked it in a real crap way. Okay, <laughs> no offense. <to> me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, here's the question, Maury. Would you rather have Matthew cheat and nobody found out about it, mm-hmm. or would you rather get caught cheating on Matthew by everybody you know? Oh no! Obviously, go ahead, do your thing, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> here's the car keys. <laughs> Full tank of gas. Full tank of gas. Why would I pick the other one? <laughs> yeah, no. Why would I know. anyone pick the other no, one? No, I know. I'm the I'm the same way. Um, Mel asks, is there a superstition that you believe in that your parents have always told you and now you find yourself telling your kids as well? Like Mercury being a retrograde? Yeah. <laughs> um is there a superstition? Like, I'd say superstition, not like the one about the ladder or the crack in the sidewalk, like other superstitions. Okay, so not those two, but others? <laughs> like, like not the kitty ones. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me take a look here because I'm so far out of the world of, of superstitions that I don't actually like, oh, oh, I know what you mean. Like like putting shoes on the table that's a superstition? Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? No. Uh, yeah, the shoes on the table. Superstition states that placing new shoes on a table can negatively impact future prosperity while leaving any shoes on the table is likely to lead to a fight or just plain bad luck. So, yeah, so you never put shoes, you never put shoes on Our the table. Our shoes are on the table right now because the dog gets them. <clears throat> there you go. Um you guys never smoke cigarettes, but there was always this thing of like you never wanted to be the third person to light your cigarette off a match. Right? Why? Because it was bad luck. They just said that. Oh, it was bad really? Luck. Yeah. So you never wanted the the third person to to be it. But I think that it was, um, it's an old war thing. And the reason why you never wanted to be the third person to light their cigarette off a match was because the amount of time that it took you to light three cigarettes off a match was enough time for somebody to see the light in the dark. And, oh, and so the third person wow. would be the one that got shot. Yeah, so that's where the superstition came the from. In your face, because yeah, because it's in your face, right? Wow, that's uh, a cool. One. Um, yeah, so there's that one. Oh yeah, what about passing each other on the stairs? That's another one that people never used to believe. One. Yeah, that's another oh! one that people used to believe. What's that? I know what there was one where, like, if somebody's laying on the ground, right? Like, if we're in our house and we're all watching TV, and if let's say if I'm laying on the ground, yes. And my sister, like, goes to walk across the floor, but I'm laying there, and she walks over me, right? Yeah. She walks, uh, like, from my left side, steps over my right, and continue, continues walking. Yeah. On her way back, she has to walk the other way. 
because if she doesn't, if you only cross over that person one time, like they're going to get back problems or their back's going to really? break or they're going to stop growing. It was some stupid thing like that. Yeah. Really? I remember that. I yeah. actually have one. Um, our home calendar uh, on the desk in the office, I will never flip it to the next month because I believe that'll bring bad luck for the month. Matthew has to do it. Really? Huh? But who so, taught you that? Oh, I just came up with that on my own. Oh, like that years old. ago. <laughs> so, you, like, if you, there's a calendar, you, you came up with okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, if there's a calendar at home, like Stuck it'll here. say on that month until Matthew on his own without flips me asking over. flips it over. Yeah, is it? Do you think that you subconsciously do that to show Matthew that you need him around so he doesn't leave you? We'd see there is the bad luck. <laughs> At Kiss925 is where you will find Ask Razamoka. Ask your questions and we'll answer. Thank you very much for listening to the Razamoka Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On Kiss 92.5. Kiss92.5.com. Or download the Kiss 92.5 app.